and the music appears But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, tears Three minute videos, days spent filming those Airports, sound check, live shows, studios Managers, promoters, labels, graphic design There's a lifetime behind every rhyme Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter in their listeners like bad boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is Alright, check it out. This is the Beers, Beats and the Beers podcast back in effect for another week, broadcasting live from the Shire Studios down here in the city of Logan. My man, Insidious, behind the boards. My man, Trav, across from me, man. I can't wait to get into this week's interview. We've already been fucking chopping it up off mic, off air. But before we do, as we always do, you know how it goes down. We just got to recap last week's episode right quick. We'll uh, we'll live and direct with uh, Trent Slingshot from Bali, man. He's um, splitting half his time between Bali in Sydney now, a legendary tour promoter, booking agent, manager, um, Renzines, photography, like seriously, man, a renaissance man of hip-hop, a man that has been about his business forever, an amazing mind and an amazing entrepreneurial mind, actually, beyond anything else. Like, he's just fucking, you know, he saw an open lane way back in 1993 in Sydney, managing um, Brethren in their early days and Metabase and Breath, getting them gigs and then opened that lane up to... um, Booking fucking US acts, touring acts and all that kind of shit, man. It was a cracker of an interview, man. Absolutely. One of my favourites in recent times, as a matter of fact. Just hearing the hearing the um, kind of lowdown on getting KRS-One into this country, man. Like, however many weeks at sea, you know, because KRS-One, if you haven't listened to that interview, he, um, he refuses to fly. He doesn't fly. So, you know, just being a fan, being the fan that Trent is, man, he wanted to get these this motherfucker to Australia. And, man, what a, what a fucking lineup of shows. I remember I caught the Brisbane one. We spoke about that in the episode. But, you know, getting KRS to this country, touring him around the country, Get him here via boat. I mean, he did Tribe Called Quest. He did um, Company Flow, MF Doom, Raekwon. He did – dude, he did it all, man, this motherfucker. He ran zines. He's – um. You know, he um, consults for other companies out there. You know, we got into how COVID is impacting his business. His, sorry, his business because it's having a vast impact on his business at the moment. It's actually, um, yeah, it's been a little bit crippling. But, you know, he's sort of making his base in Bali now, spending a bit of time still in Sydney. But, yeah, man, like we got into it all with Trent, man, and we can't thank him enough for his time and all his contributions because it was a fucking, man, it was a cracker of a chat, man. Like, we, yeah, we had him on the blower from Bali, as already stated, for a couple of hours. And, man, he broke it all down, like sort of got into all the stories, fucking cool. Keith in a hotel room watching porn like man there's all kinds of shit in that it was fucking hilarious man it was really good and I can't thank that dude enough for his time and for all he's done man for all he's done for fucking all of us really man like you know a fucking Christ knows I went to a ton of his shows over the years, man, not even realising, you know, and was booked on his shows also, you know, like we did a lot of support slots throughout those years also. Now, um, just recapping that, what else have we got here, Trav? Shouts to all our Patreon members. Once again, you can support us, beers, beat, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash beers beats the biz. Um, we are out here. We are back in effect. We're back at it again. You already know if you're listening to us now, you already know that. You can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash beers beats the biz. Now, one of the things I always forget to fucking say in these episodes, man, if you're listening to us on um, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts in uh, in particular, or Apple Music, or iTunes, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, man, go down there and give us a rating, leave a comment if you want. Um, those ratings really help, whether it's fucking one star, zero, whatever the fuck, man, just one star it. I don't give a fuck. Whatever it is, five star it. You know, that's just always a, a big help for us, man. So we need to get those ratings up advertising-wise and shit, man. I think 
think we're already sitting on like 130 ratings, which is more ratings than most fucking podcasts on there. So we're doing fucking good, man. We're doing big things out here. Now, we also have uh, we have shirts available over at our website. Will they be available? They will be. They will be available by this time. We will launch them on the Tuesday. Yes. The Tuesday. When you're listening to this, if you get... They'll be available 10 a.m. Yep. the moment you hear this podcast. Yep. Jump over to our website. Limited numbers. Super um, limited, very limited. Working with, um, they'll already know by now, working with one of our favourite riders up here in Brisbane, Dio, member of TBK, THC, going back in the day, a very unsung, unheralded artist, an amazing artist, man. He rolls with kind of the meticulous skill of a hams and all that sort of shit. Like, the dude is amazing. He got the design. Actually, we've got to give a super shout-out to my man Gusto, who actually um, did the legwork on those tees and got that fucking design happening for us, man. You know, and big shouts to Dio as well. But, yeah, they'll be up on our website, Trav. We're going to give a couple away, aren't we? Or we'll, we will have given a couple away probably by then i would say because we you know as we always do we're recording this in advance you'll probably have by the time of hearing this you'll have four days to enter the competition and yeah. it'll be drawn this friday as of listening to it at yeah. 7 30 p.m yeah sweet because it gets fucking confusing recording these things in advance too we got to work out the fucking work out ahead of time how it, all, how it all runs down so you're all over that competition my friend you got that shit we you got that shit unlocked we'll have to kick it off today yes we will yeah but it it will end so um, for those listening the reason we get a little bit confused is because we recorded trent slingshot a week and a half ago and we're now recording our current we're about to record today's guest as we drop the slingshot episode today so man it just gets a little bit confusing we got to stay in you know just sort of stay on track you know everything's just written on a fucking notepad or on a computer and shit like that you know it's man me no we're just doing it man we just fucking do it how we do it will end friday the 11th at 7.30 p.m. Winner will be Ooh, announced like it. Monday. I like it, Trav. The oh, 14th. Yeah. But get your fucking orders, or not orders, get your um, yeah, get your, entries. Just get in there and fucking, oh, yeah, you know, like we'll announce some fucking competition. Well, by the time you've heard this, the competition will have been announced. But, yeah, we'll be running something across fucking social media. And if you didn't win one, you can get one off our website. Our website, Travis, beersbeatsandthebiz.com, eh? Boom, you built that, motherfucker? Yeah, to a degree. It's off a template and all that shit, but yeah, yeah. a lot of hours, all that bullshit in the spare time. Big look for us. We finally got a website up. Yeah, um, we have had it up for a while, but being a podcast mm. is jack shit content because um, basically it just shoots um, SoundCloud. There's now, we can put iTunes on it and shit. But yeah, we'll post photos, it, it we'll has, post links it, and fucking yeah, it episodes. Has, um, eventually we'll be doing articles when we can find time and doing certain things with the website, but... Pretty much now, just links to all our episodes, um, Instagram, all yeah. that sort of shit. But. And speaking of which, you can find us at Beers Beats the Biz all across social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, all that kind of thing. Make sure you get at us, fucking follow, like, subscribe, but man, all that shit. It is a fucking stinking hot day in Brisbane today, isn't it, man? We're sitting in Russ's studio and man, it is fucking warm. I don't know whether it'd be cooler with the doors open or the fucking, I don't know, man. No, Let's no, no. <laughs> But listen, listen, man, we're fucking, we bullshit on on too much as it is man today we are sitting opposite fucking 34 degrees 34 degrees man i swear it's probably like 36 (laughs) and humidity through the motherfucker in this place man so it is what it is but listen man we are sitting opposite fucking hip-hop royalty and not only hip-hop royalty a man that is fucking being out there an ambitious and motivated man that is out there trying to fucking change the game and to uh, me i think you know, as these um, as these platforms like you know social media and things like podcasting and all that kind of thing, as these platforms broaden, 
I've noticed like people tend to become fucking more dismissive. So as broad, as broad a sense of communication as we have now, or the numerous, the many methods we have to communicate with one another, we tend to fucking, you know, we tend to take things at face value and just shut them down. And it's an honor for me today to uh, introduce this legendary Adelaide MC via, via Melbourne, via Brazil, via fucking Sydney, <laughs> like now, now located in Brisbane on the Gold Coast. Also a um, One Nation, uh, One Nation candidate for Southport. You know, like this is one of the things, man. This is one of the things that super interests me, man. Just hearing from the different voices and the fucking various motivations of people, and you know, just getting that, opening up the channels of communication. Because I went on this dude's social media and I just seen all these fucking comments and shit, and I thought, man, we need to hear from the man himself. So without further ado, Raphael, Raphael, man, Raphael Felix, also an author. The author of um, Reality in the Eye of the Beholder, A Spiritual Solution to the Human Condition, an amazing fucking book that I have in my possession. Um, an amazing individual, man. Like I said, we've already been shooting the shit off Mike, brother. Thank you so much for coming down to Beers Beats in the Biz, man. Let's give this man a round of applause. Because he's been out here, he's been fucking, um, you know, you've been copping some of the fucking, copping shit. You know, racist rap. Racist rap. You know, and Thanks, I mean, Plex. you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, for whatever it's worth, I mean, you know, we we're talking off Mike. Pauline Hansen, all that. She's a fucking contemptible fucking human being. But how did you find yourself in with? Let's get to it, man. Let's get down to it straight away. You were you uh, were a standing member for One Nation Southport. Is that yes. am I correct? Yeah. How did you wind up there, man? Well, look, <laughs> I mean, um, it's a long fucking story. I know yeah, it's but... A long, but I'll try to cut it short. In a nutshell, <laughs> after working at my mum's clinic, um, as I was saying to you guys a bit earlier, the one thing that I noticed that was really unspoken of in the Australian circles is the amount of bullshit the average Australian has to go through just to get treatment that's available elsewhere in the world. Mm. And by that, I mean either Medicare doesn't support it or they outright ban it. Yep. Um, and treatments that work. Yep. They have enough peer review studies to show things work. And when I started looking into that, and I thought, fuck, there is no one speaking about this. Mm. No one at all. Mm. And everyone knows it's a problem, but they only find out it's a problem when they become sick. But then the problem is they have to deal with the sickness, not the problem. Yeah. yeah. So I figured, you know what? There's now an opportunity where I can get up and do something. I'm working with my mum, so I can get that time off to do this. Um, COVID gave me the opportunity to access my super. Mrs. probably doesn't like it, but I access my super for this election. Um, and the opportunity was there. And I, I, if I didn't bring this up, knowing the problem that existed, I wouldn't be doing the world any justice yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that in mind, I originally joined the Greens party. I thought that that was the party for me. I figured I liked the environment. And I figured that that was a group that wasn't completely bought out by any industry lobby groups. And I thought, well, if that's the case, I can still speak my, my, my piece because Labor and Liberal are obviously too deep in the pockets of Big Pharma to even contemplate bringing yeah. any of that stuff up. Yeah. So... Joining the Greens, I thought that that was going to be the case. Um, I stayed with them for a good year. Their meeting rooms every you know, fortnight or so, whatever we had to meet. And I was going to be standing as a Southport candidate for the Greens and went through all the process. Everything was great. I even remember when I was talking to Lazy last time. I said, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. I'm going happening. in with the Greens. Yeah. And I thought the last stage was more of a formality than anything else. And when we got to the last stage, they said, look, mate, we've gone through your Facebook and you're way too right-wing leaning to be with us. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, all right, well, I'll take your advice on and yeah, yeah. who's on the right wing? All right, let's go with them. <laughs> what, 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 what sort of criteria are they looking for? Like look, I think they saw 
some pro-Trump stuff on there. They saw some anti-vaccination things and they just, that, I think that's what spiked that's, the most. Yeah. yeah. Um, and an example with my book, when they read it, one of the things that they said to me goes, well, we deal with things like the M1. That's real. Um, but with My Nation, what I found was an actually a group that was not only willing to let me speak, but they were willing to back me up in what I was saying. So at the end of the day, I'll work with whoever's willing to work with me. Um, what was involved in getting in with one, one with with One Nation? Like, how do you switch parties like that? Like, and how do you wind up with your face on all those fucking you know on those court flutes and all that sort look, of shit? Originally, like, I had to denounce the Greens. Um, generally speaking, when you join a political party, you got to say you're not a member of any other party. So I had to denounce them. Um, I joined them as a paid member of One Nation on the same day. Um, go through a few different interviews. They try to work out who you are. Um, do you fit the mold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much in a nutshell. And then funnily though, like when I joined the Greens, one of the reasons I decided to go with the Greens too, is they were, they would fund the campaign. And at the moment I'm as broke as everyone else is. So that was, that sounded like a damn good idea. These guys are fund my campaign. One nation don't, but coincidentally, by the time I joined one nation, COVID have arrived mm -hmm. and COVID brought superannuation to me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I accessed yeah. my super and I funded it that way. Yeah. So it's a complete self-funded campaign. I yeah. bought all those core flutes. Uh -huh. I bought everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that the campaign cost me about four to five grand. Is that it? Is that all? Yeah. Dude, I remember seeing, I remember seeing something. I can't remember if it was Four Corners or fucking like. Mind you, Labor and Liberal went for about 30 to 40. That's, but see, that's yeah. what I thought it was to get into One Nation. I thought there was an initial camp, oh, there was an, an, an initial donation to the party and then they were to supply. Well, Do you remember like a few years a, ago there was a thing? It's a donation slash this is what you're paying for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember there was, a few years ago there was a thing, and I'm pretty sure it would have been the yep. ABC, and it was people coming out going, well, I didn't get my cards, I didn't get my, you know, I didn't get my fucking, yep. my pamphlets, I didn't get my core flutes, I didn't get this, I didn't get that. And they paid their paid their One Nation dues or whatever it was, their initiation membership. The, the only downside that I had with that is not getting my business cards out at enough time frame so I could go out door, knock enough doors. Yep. That's probably the only downside. But in a way, I don't really blame One Nation for that because I jumped onto their boat very late in the piece too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I basically had a month and a half to campaign. Um, so to get the results that I got, I was pretty stoked. I ended up getting just over 1,600 votes. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, so considering One Nation hadn't even been in that seat before, mm. it was a good run. So you're the first um, candidate for yeah. Southport. Yeah. yeah. And... I always knew it's a long-term plan. It's not a short-term plan. So for me, I will get into parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. my words. Yeah, when that yeah. is, how that is, I don't yeah. know yet. How, Let the how universe you do it? decide that. Do it. But I'm yeah. my head's down, and yeah. I've got a I've got a plan in my head, and yeah. I have faith the universe is going to put me there one way or another. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so what, what do you what do you? Where'd you go? One nation or any party over independent money? Money. Money. Now, like I said, it's weird because now saying I had to fund everything anyway, mm. but as an independent, not only are you funding that, then you've got to fund more of a brand as well. Yeah. Like in a way with One Nation, it's probably not the best brand, but I've had a brand yeah. to work with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. unfortunately, that brand's got a lot of stigma with it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's got a lot of positive stigma too. There's a, there's a very honesty stigma attached to the One Nation party. Mm. Um, I did find that, that a lot of the One Nation um, supporters were very honest and they were very... You know, they're very supportive of what they do. Um, but at the same time, like it's... But then it, how did you find the hip-hop community when they found it very dismissive? Enough, look, um, <laughs> Largely. 
the only real dis- there was only probably about two or three people that I'd say automatically sort of yeah. their highs went up. Yeah. Um, and if anything, it's probably more to do with Aboriginal community. Yeah. Which yeah. is understandable. I can understand where that's coming from. Yeah. Um, however, as I said to my good old friend, good old Simplex, <laughs> one thing hip hop told me. Fuck everyone. I'm That's not doing it. this for anyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. um, I've given my juice to hip hop. I've paid my fucking yep. my way around. I don't. Yep. I'm, I'm not out there trying to please anyone in the hip hop scene anymore. That's it. Um, at the end of the day, what hip hop taught me was to be true to myself. Be you. Mm, mm. You know, and days, I think a lot of the kids today that are coming in the scene don't really have that connection with the culture like no, our age group has got you know what i mean not. like certainly it's not. Certainly um not. you know what man i fucking i don't mean to interrupt but i actually because i follow chuck d on social media and shit like that i always think like there's this public enemy lyric every brother ain't a brother because of color you know that's yep. that's a that's a public enemy lyric now he recently posted something in lead up to the uh, presidential election the trump um, biden election and he wrote every trump voter is a racist and it kind of harked back to that every brother ain't a brother because of colour thing. And I was like, so by that rationale, you've kind of flipped that on its head and now you're stating that every Trump voter is a racist. Now, I saw, I say that to say this, because you're aligned with One Nation, and this is why I think, you know, like people, you know, I saw people largely being dismissive on your posts on Instagram and shit like that. That's why I thought, man, we need to open up that communication. We need to hear from you. Obviously, you did Beats' podcast and that sort of gone shouts to Beats and uh, Look, the, the, the Get Down podcast. Though, again, as I said to Simplex, the only people that I'm really trying to please are the people that live in Southport. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm putting my ads yeah, to the people there. Yeah. Anyone outside of that is literally irrelevant to my campaign. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. not to dismiss anyone else's opinion, but at mm. the end of the day, that's the reality of it. Wow. That's it. And you've got to be fucking thick-skinned to be going into that sort of fucking environment look, anyway, man. Uh, let's I mean, politics me, like, is a blood sport. It is. You know? uh, let's yeah. to me, you, know, you knew what you were going to get by joining with them. Yeah. Fuck, tell us more about the Greens, man, like being in there. <sighs> look, it's... I was saying this to you before. What I found most interesting was to find out that One Nation actually had a more multicultural fucking... That's unreal, ...member hey? base than what the Greens did. That yeah. spun me out. Yeah. Um, I found the Greens played a lot in the identity politics type of things. Like, Are they oh, looking for someone? Are they looking for someone that they can throw themselves behind? Because the Greens haven't really, had that yeah, person. Not really. You know? they're, no? they're attached to the idea yeah. more yeah. than anything else. But what I find funny, though, with the Greens is that it's not a coherent party. And by that, I mean the older members are more right-wing. That, that's what I noticed. The older members were actually made labor, sense. Labor, like well, yeah. Original yeah, labor yeah. The, the older members from the Greens, I got along with like a fight. They were great. Like when we were campaigning, I was sitting there chatting with them. But, you know, I got along with them great. Yeah. Because they actually had a head on their shoulders outside of just trying to blame society for fucking everything that happens. You know, like, but there was a lot of, especially the younger crew yeah. that, you know, like, let's not talk bad about science that's not accepted by the mainstream. Pretty much whatever's accepted by the mainstream, they're happy. Anything, and that's actually the other thing that they said to me, everything you do is on the fringe. Really? Yeah. Everything so that, you do is on everything the fringe. Everything I do is on the fringe. Yeah, so in yeah, regards yeah. to work, yeah. I work with stem cell, cancer treatments without chemo, yeah. um, peptides. Are you a climate um, change denier? Let's <laughs> throw it out there. Fuck. I posted something yesterday, yeah. right? And this guy called Greg Braden. Because I don't necessarily believe. I don't, man. I don't believe in climate change necessarily. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I don't know the facts. I advise but... you to have a look on my page. Okay. Right on yeah. my Facebook page. No, not on Facebook. Not on Facebook. I'll, I'll send get it someone. To you, yeah, please right? send it. And very quickly, what he what he showed was different cycles that the Earth has gone through, mm. 
not just climate. Mm. Climate is definitely one of them mm. in a sense of back in the 1200s, it was a lot warmer than what it is now. Yeah. There's a lot more carbon dioxide too, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, so I believe humans are having a certain impact. Mm. I don't believe it's anywhere near the impact that's been portrayed to be. Um, Pollution is a massive issue. It is. And look, and that's, that's the part where for me, it, to look at, as a politician side of thing is, yeah, look, anywhere you can limit pollution, you've you got should. to limit pollution. Exactly. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like the, the biggest mistake I think that even the right wing can make is having everything on a capitalistic note because at the end of the day, look, I've got a fucking personal issue with Big Pharma, but I don't have an issue with the Big Pharma industry. Industry does what industry does. Industry is designed to make profit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They're not designed to give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's where you do need government to come in and go, okay, well, you're just doing what you do, great. Yep. But now you're starting to impact people in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, when government has to step in with a bit of regulation. So no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw all your fucking waste down the river. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because if you let them, they will. Because yeah. they're worried about profit. That's yeah. the number one thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I think people need to be able to make that distinction and understand that industry is just that. It's just mm-hmm. industry doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So by getting in with One Nation, you're essentially just looking for a leg into politics, essentially, or just a step up into... Actually, realistically, my main aim was to build awareness to the fact of the medical industry, what's going on. Um, I'm even contemplating at the moment with my brother and a few other dudes, even working on a documentary series on just the medical mafia in the country. And I've got some good contacts that I can get good information from. Because the the war that's happening in Australia right now, and this is again something that people don't know about, but the war that the medical Australian the Australian Medical Board has against holistic doctors in the country is criminal to say the least. Yeah. It, it's it's a witch hunt yeah. and a half. Um, and if no one again, if no one ever says anything, no one's ever going to know about it. You know, and they try to throw that shit under the rug as much as they can, just like any. Oh, we talk about bad vaccinations. Oh, you mentioned vaccination. Well, you must be an anti-vax. Yeah. No, I'm. I actually like science. That's why I've looked into the vaccination side of things because I want I, I want my kid to be vaccinated with proper scientific studies behind it so I can get some confidence. You know, like so the problem today, is, and it's funny that the left wing is the one that's shutting everyone down because mm-hmm. it didn't used to be the case. And, exactly. and that's the reason I joined the Greens. I thought, oh, I'm a free speaking yeah, person. Yeah. I'm going to go with these guys. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the case. You know, and you hit nail on the head before. It's just the, the left wing is turned into that right wing. It's become of the extreme. Idea. It is. It is just so fucking extreme. And no whether center. it's whether it's Trumpism, whether it's fucking whatever I mean, the fuck. Black Lives Matter stuff. You know, like Dude. I, was, I, was, I was sitting against good old Simo. Fucking sorry to keep bringing up blacks. Shout Simo. We're talking the Black Lives Matter protests and shit, and it, and and I said to him, look, look, I don't have an issue with people protesting. But I don't have an issue with anyone protesting. You can't yeah. say these guys can protest and these ones can't. Yeah. You either can or you can't. Yeah. The protest itself is irrelevant. Yeah. It's can I protest? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that got my head in because, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, anyone in their right mind will, will agree that Black Lives Matter. Yes, they right. do. It's a great name. But the problem with it is, okay, well, let's stick with that and make sure that that's what's going well, not this fucking the Marxist fucking rhetoric that they want to run behind it. Like, that's, it. that's, it. that's, that's not it. needed to show that Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, yeah. it's sad people don't involve themselves enough to understand the, it's, what's, why they're being dragged along. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. 
You know surface level. Everything just seems so surface level now. Yeah. And we have the ability, this is what I was saying in the intro, like we kind of have the ability to, we have this fucking vast resource of knowledge at our fingertips. We have everything we can, but we, we what, what do they call it? It's called fucking bias something or other. What do they call it? Like, oh, yeah. you know, they, bias reinforcement. Confirmation or, bias. Confirmation bias. bias. Yeah. So we essentially, we only look and I mean, we're all fucking guilty of it. But in some way, I don't know, man, I just try to keep as broad a fucking, That's the way to a broad a scope as possible so I look at it like that like I look at it like that like I sometimes say my politics are centre right because I'll watch the ABC and buy the Australian you know yeah, like yeah. I'll buy you know because yeah. I'm, I'm old school like that I still love magazines and newspapers and shit like I'll still go buy a newspaper man yeah, I'll go weekend. to America and I'll listen to fucking the Young Turks and Fox on the same day yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah like, dude, I, want you know? it, I need to understand exactly both sides man of the story, I want to like, see it all yeah. like I fucking I stream Al Jazeera on YouTube yeah. I watch fucking fucking Sky News UK like you know like man I'm, I'm out there like I'm yeah, watching but, it all you but know? that's the only way to really get past those filters yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like, and the problem is most people don't they look for that confirmation bias yeah what do you think that is why do you think we are so fucking quick in this day and age when we have this when we have the ability to communicate with fucking one another on the other side of the fucking earth why the fuck are we so quick to shut one another down like what I saw on your post like people immediately just go well fucking you're racist you go, you're running with one nation you're look, immediately I racist I think it's an, a lot of that stuff goes back down to ego um they have to prove that their line of thinking is right. So yeah. if if you think different to what I do, then you must be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But what people don't realise is that everyone's been brought up completely different. You have two twins that are going to have two different thoughts about things. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you would have seen this the other week. <laughs> did you listen to our, did you, did you listen to our hype episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so you're going to, no matter what happens, and that's one thing that I've learned in life is that I, I don't have the ability to judge anyone. No. I literally don't have the ability yeah, to. Yeah. So when I learned that, I stopped judging. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. I can judge all I want, but you know what? You yeah. don't have the ability to do so. So why am I going to waste my energy on that buddy? Yeah, you know, like, because you don't know how someone's been brought up. Most people don't know how they've been brought up. In the first seven years of their life, they're fucking built up on a fucking hypnosis trance. You know what I mean? They just, yeah. they just suck it in the environment. They're not yeah. learning the environment. They're sucking yeah. it in. Yeah. And then you only deal with that when you're turning 30 or 40 and all your decisions that you're making, you understand why you keep making those decisions. But that's because they've been ingrained to you from the get-go. That's right. You right. inherit so yeah. much. You you inherit your political beliefs, your religious, Spot your fucking, on. all that kind of thing. You know, yeah, my, my missus, she'd often say to me, like, fuck, you're so judgmental. I'm like, I'm not judgmental. I just, I don't subscribe to the fact that we're all created equal. I don't, because I don't think we are. We're not all born equal, unfortunately. That's as unfortunate as is. I don't work as hard as I do in this field for you to come along and tell me you are you are my equal in yeah. that field. We aren't all born equal. Some of us, like, what did Ill Bill say? Some of us are born into projects, others into palaces, you know, like that kind of thing. That's like, what makes the world great is we are all different. Exactly. You know man. what I mean? And, and But you have to be open equal, to those everyone perspectives. Everyone has got positives. That's it. That's no no it. matter what, everyone's got yeah, positives. Yeah. And you've got to be yeah. open to what those positives are yeah. Yeah. for you to be able to grow for yourself. Mm. Right. Mm. Do you think the fucking, like this, this uh, like the extreme left that we're seeing now, it's obviously fucking largely social media driven and all that kind of thing, but like the the advent of personality politics and you becoming a member or you know be, becoming a running candidate for One Nation and shit. How do you how do you view uh, well how do you view your sort of standing within that in terms of personality politics, being that you're running under Pauline Hanson's One Nation, you know, and and it kind of it kind of really igniting that extreme left that now exists, you know. And Look, it's funny because. If you saw my core flute, I've got a green tie on because that's the photo I took for the greens. <laughs> um, which to me is proof 
that I wasn't in it because I was, wanted to be One Nation. I've got an agenda that I need to work with, yeah. and that's plain and simple what it is. Yeah. Right now, One Nation are working with that agenda. Yeah. If they stop working with that, I'll stop working with them. Yeah. Plain and simple. Is there no, anyone else not. in One Nation pushing your agenda? Or like, you know, are they sort Actually, of- Malcolm Roberts is to a certain yeah. extent. Um, Fuck, he's a peculiar, peculiar little cunt, yeah. that fucking one. Hey, dude. Good dude, I met him. He's all right? Yeah, I met yeah. him. He's actually, yeah. I actually quite liked him. Really? Um, and one thing Little that fucking children of the damn looking cunt. That's what I thought. Hey, those fucking eyes and shit like this. <laughs> and I remember when fucking when Trump came in, man. I remember seeing him and Pauline when he got voted in in twenty sixteen. Him and Pauline on the fucking steps of Parliament House or on the fucking front lawns of Canberra, popping bottles and shit, saying that they got the info. I was like, bullshit! You got the fucking info first, Malcolm. Like, get the fuck out Dreamers. of here, cunt. <laughs> but sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, fuck, forgotten him. Yeah, no, Malcolm, Malcolm Roberts. Yeah, no, look, he's like. Like I was saying to you before, like what I what I learned going back to where I sort of started again, what, what I learned was the the differences between what a lot of people's studies were actually having in results mm. to the differences in what the conclusion was the same study. So when you read a study that says dead, 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 injured, 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 then the conclusion says perfectly safe, you've got to start asking questions. Okay, what's going on? Am I not reading something here? Mm. And what I learned was that Everyone knows that big farmers got a lot of influence in experiments and things like that. But what it actually means is they fund a massive percentage of all experiments. And what they fund isn't necessarily the results of the experiment. What they do fund is the interpretation that the scientists give. And those scientists know that they need to be friendly to that guy if they're going to get any more funding from them in the next round. So the problem you've got with that is you've got industry bias studies everywhere. The vaccination issue is a perfect, I'm going for an hour with that, but um, <laughs> cut a long story short, what happened is the only way that I could see to be able to minimize that was to do something that I knew happened in Brazil. My mum actually used to work as part of the ministry in Brazil, health ministry in Brazil, and what they had there was an independent body, not paid by Big Pharma, completely government funded, to run experiments. Mm. So all of a sudden now, what I wanted to do in Australia was something very similar to that, have an independent body, taxpayer funded, to double check on industry group studies, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. Stuff that's coming in yeah. and at the same time stuff that's been in already. Yeah. Let's double check, make sure this shit's yeah. right. Yeah. Malcolm Roberts wanted to do something similar with climate. Mm. So yeah. we sort of aligned in that sense because it was science checking science. So. Yeah. In that regards, it worked well. So in answer to your question, he was the only one sort of working along the lines of what I was thinking because of that purpose. Um, but it, to me, it was the only way to start getting emotion along that line. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a deep fucking issue, man. Like, yeah, man. You know, and I understand too that I'm picking a fight with a big motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a big faceless motherfucker. Yeah. Like, and, they don't, and they have no morals. And that is, and that is mm. really only going to get bigger in the age of COVID. It is. You know, it's it only going to get, like, it is going to grow exponentially now thanks to COVID. Yeah, it is just fucking something else, man. Yeah, you know, like, things like fucking stem cell as an example, right? Yeah. Fucking, to give you an idea, man, like, they give why us new regulations. We, why aren't we fucking, why aren't we using stem cells? Why aren't We've been doing a commercial for 10 years. Really? Yeah, so most people don't know that. Yeah, okay. But if you go on my website, now, our company's website, you won't see anything about stem cell in there because the government won't let us put us down. Yeah. We're allowed to do it, but the, two years ago, they come out with a new regulation. Um, you can do what you do. You're just not allowed to say the word stem cell. Yeah, yeah, 
It's like you ask a plumber to advertise his fucking business without having to wear plumbing on it. Yeah, 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 dude. Germany, but what's Germany worse? Fuck with it a lot. Yeah, no, well, a lot, lot of, of European countries are. are, aren't they? But the worst is. In but the is this because industry, it's because we can't even advertise that. So you actively found us online, and you go into our website, and you have to ask me the question before I can say well, we can do stem cell. Yeah. Is it is it is it religious groups in conjunction with big pharma that is keeping us from stem cell research? I is haven't heard anything sort of... religious in, no? in this in this field. Eh? No, no. I used no. to hear it back in the day. Yeah. But the difference is what we do in Australia. See, stem cell is actually still illegal in Australia, yeah, realistically, right? However, yeah. it's umbilical cord stem cell. I can take your stem cell out and give it back to you. Mm -hmm. And they hate us because that's what we do. We found a loophole in the system. What's dialysis? I take a, your part of your body, filter it, yeah. do something with it and Place put it back, back in. in. That's all we do with stem cell. Yeah. So they can't stop us. If they stop us legally there, they have to stop it, other things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the niche that we fall in. So they try as much as they can to stop that. Like there's, I get a lot of um, patients ring us up, go, oh, no, I want to store um, my baby's my baby stem cells. And I, that's great. You can store that. Understand that you're going to be paying a bank probably in Melbourne to store those cells to keep them alive. Yeah. But understand that if your baby needs it, you probably won't have access to it. Fuck. The government will say, no, you can't have it. Wow. You know what I mean? Those sort of things. It's like, and we've had patients that have had kids die yeah. because they couldn't access their own stem cells. Are they no, waiting? I mean, like, is the government waiting for more research in the stem cells before they start that's legally the excuse, yes. allowing it? So it's the same for um, pretty much the legalization of weed. Is we couldn't legally do the any of the um, research labs couldn't legally get a hold of weed to do tests on to then show the proof or non-proof. That's the excuse. Yeah. Of, um, how can you show proof, Australian? like scientific proof if they can't but test again, it legally in Australia. In, in Queensland, at least, you can get medicinal weed now. Yes, you, can. you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, so it's just an excuse. And this is my point. You need in, an independent group to judge all this stuff mm. because there is, if you jump on Google Scholar and have a look at stem cell studies, there's shitload of peer-reviewed studies out there. Mm. But if you ask the general public, oh, no, it's too experimental. And I have to remind people every day, it's like, do you really think we'd be allowed to commercially do this for the last 10 years if it was too experimental? Mm. We wouldn't. Like, we're, my mum was actually the first person in Australia to get uh, medical identity insurance to do stem cell. Mm. You know, like, but we wouldn't be allowed to do that if it was experimental. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Could you again, explain to the listeners, say, your mum's side of what? Yeah, look, yeah, mum's got, I think, fucking six uni degrees. She's a molecular biologist, physicist, doctor. Um, Okay, forget them, yeah. Oh, pharmacologist. <laughs> wow. Uh, and nuclear physics. Wow. Um, Fucking hell. My whole time growing up, she was pretty much... In studied. and out of study. My, my memories yeah. of my mum is walking past the study with... We got records there. Yeah. Well, it was all books, and she's read fucking all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm biased, but I've never met anyone like her. Yeah. Like I've been blessed Sounds to like have it. her in my fucking yeah, life. Absolutely. Um, Sounds like it. But at the same time, it's it's fuel to fire in me too to to keep going because I, I, I see what the medical board are doing to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was saying this to my dad this morning and it's like, it sucks because they're only hunting us down and trying to fucking pick on everything we do because we're saving people. If we weren't, they wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's sad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's just a stem cell. When you're talking cancer treatments, there's a shitload of cancer treatments that are not out in the door. Like fucking, there's, most people don't know there's a cancer vaccine that's out there. And specifically made for you. They take your blood, they fucking teach your blood how to fight the cancer and put it back into you. Most people don't know that. There's another thing called a Collie's vaccine. 
come out in the early 1900s. And this guy, pretty much what he worked out is that a lot of his patients, when they become sick with a specific type of bacteria, they fight their cancer. So he started looking into this. And all of a sudden, his studies started showing really good results. So the people that were funded him pulled the funding. And then 100 years later, starts to come back. Mum started getting some patients. We had about four or five patients that were doing extremely well. And extremely well meaning they get really, really crook because you're giving them a fucking bacteria to yeah, fuck them up. Yeah, they get yeah, really yeah. sick, but then their body starts fighting the cancer. Yeah. And then can't get the college vaccine in Australia, so we were getting ours from, from New Zealand. And then only about three weeks ago, it was actually halfway through my campaign, yeah. we had news that New Zealand government has shut the fabrication of the college vaccine over there. Oh. So you can't even get that now. And we had to ring up our page, say, I know you're doing well with this, but I'm sorry we have to stop your treatment. You know what I mean? Like So little things like that, like peptides, another one. You know, like the peptide industry... They say is the excuse that they use, oh, we don't just want all these fucking bodybuilders, muscle heads getting onto this stuff. But what it really is, is peptides is a natural fucking hormone that you can't make inside a fucking pharmaceutical lab. Yeah. You get peptides from a compounding pharmacist. Yeah. Big pharma don't get paid on that. So again, all the studies, oh no, we can't do that. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. and that's why it's a fucking medical mafia, man. Yeah. And, and the vaccination ones is the worst pyramid out of all of them. Yeah. Like when I looked at that and I look at all the COVID stuff today, they're going, we're not jumping any fucking, we're not, we're not skipping any steps. Like, yeah, I know you're not skipping any steps. Your steps were fucked to start off with that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah great. You're not skipping any steps. Woohoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, yeah. Fuck, you see how you, see, this is why I think things like this are good, where you sit down and just have that conversation because you see your motivations beyond you being ambitious yourself. But, like coming from the background you have and then you then see the motivations where do you where do you plan to go for like in terms of politics over the next four years are you going to try and get get in at, oh, Look, is it three I, years or four years three years isn't it depends four years, um, four years I, now on Queensland four years, yeah. the next one will be the federal elections I'll be putting yeah. my hand up for that um, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing with politics is you need to get face recognition so um, my aim is to, I've still got a few still got a few fucking cool fruits out there with yeah. my head still facing around yeah. why because people are going to remember that name later yeah. you know what I mean like, but again People in Southport. Outside of that, it's irrelevant to me. Yeah. Do you, you know have to I mean? take like, them um, core flutes down? Do you have a certain time frame? Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. you get. Yeah. You, oh, then yeah. you get. You've got. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like fucked. two months. You got to really take it you down. You fucked. Less than that. Put it that way. No shit. They should be. They should be down by now. Put it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a date, but, date to a date, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. But look, I've seen a shitload of them still up. So I thought, no, fuck it. Yeah, that's it. I know council taking a lot of them down too. So. Did but, anyone, anyone within there know that you know your um, history within hip hop and stuff? Like you have a, a nah, huge history really. of hip hop. Oh, you keep that, that quiet. That quiet. Yeah. Look, um, one of the reasons I just wanted to get the book too is like I had inspirations of going and apologize. I think I might have even mentioned it at the start of the book, but mm. my my aim was I didn't want to be the rapper ten politician. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I've got to release that book before I go into politics. Yeah, but at yeah. least I can then be the author ten politician. <laughs> yeah. They can find the rap history later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. exactly. I've never hidden it from anyone. Yeah. But I don't go advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too. Yeah. It's, they don't mix. Yeah. No. I mean, I suppose if they look fucking, I mean, if they look deep enough, it's not hard. To find, it's not hard yeah. to find. Exactly, man. They'll but, find it fucking immediately. Dude, you, you, man, you're on this shit. You got any questions about this stuff? Um. No, not Put you really. on the spot? Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what do you think about US politics at the moment? Um, in terms of Biden getting in, in terms of the Democrats running on essentially just trying to get Trump, like no policy, no anything, I, I other believe, than trying to fucking boot Trump out, you know, like. 
as sad as it might be, I think the American superpower is nearly over. Oh, God. Uh, it, it was a very it's, quick stint yeah. compared to other empires yeah, in yeah, the world. Yeah, compared to other um, empires, certainly. But they did, they, they did a good job for this quick stint that they had. But I do believe the divisions in there now are probably too great to... The biggest problem that they got is that they're divided in the middle of the country. Mm. If it was at least left and right, you could divide, fucking put a wall there, and yeah. you guys would be happy on either end, and they probably would be happy. Yeah. But you've yeah. got New York that's blue on one side, and LA that's blue on the other end, and everyone else is pretty much and red, red in the through the center. So, yeah. you know, like it's the sad thing that I see is that, uh, you know, people can whinge about Trump, but you know what? He didn't start any new wars. There's not many presidents that can no, say they no. walked in an American fucking president and didn't start a new there's war. There's not many presidents you know? that can say they did the things that Trump did. See, what Trump, like, listen, I'm not, I mean, when fucking, when Trump was coming in, man, like I was fucking ending every email saying vote Trump and all this kind of shit, man. Listen, if I was in the fucking US and voting in 2016, I will openly say I would have voted Trump because there is no way in fucking shit I would have voted for Hillary Clinton. There is no way. I would never have given her a fucking vote she's a fucking criminal a vile cunt and you can quote me on that but like trump has been the victim not <laughs> victim's probably too harsh a term but trump <laughs> has been the byproduct of a global media campaign since the minute he announced his candidacy yeah. for president man like uh, if i if i read five positive fucking trump headlines over the past four or five years that would be it man yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised yeah. if i even saw five man and i think you nail on the head right there man it's it's what I found funny the most with Trump was that people thought that he was going to change. He's like, dude, this guy's a fucking millionaire. His wife's fucking 20 years younger than him. Yeah. Fucking, he's now the president of the fucking leading country in the world. Why is he going to change? Exactly, man. <laughs> what motivation has that guy got to change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None whatsoever. No. You know what I mean? Like, so he was a fucking New York businessman. He was a New York real estate man in the fucking 70s and 80s, a high flyer, yeah. the 80s. You know, like they bring up everything from fucking mafia ties to this. I mean, yeah. mafia ties. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, the cunt built real estate in Manhattan during the 70s and 80s. He poured <laughs> 20 fucking million tons of concrete. There's no way he couldn't rub shoulders yeah. with mobsters and things like that. Because the only way to do it. It was the only way it was done. Like, you know, and then, you know, like the the ban to countries and shit. But these are the same, like the, the immigration bans that he initiated in the start of his presidencies. They're the same countries that Obama systematically bombed and decimated over the course of his eight years. Exactly. You know, like, what the fuck? Also, also, like, are we really that blind? Yeah. I, I don't really give a fuck about that, cunt. But, um, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I listen, think, he's I unpresidential, think, he's uncouth, he's fucking, I think you know. He was he's entertaining. Chosen. He's entertaining <laughs> as a motherfucker. Like, like, you know? I, think, I, I think he was chosen and chosen the word. You word. think he was chosen? I think he was chosen to lose. Mm. And that's where it was like, oh, shit, this can't actually won. Yeah. I think if he was chosen, if that ha shit happens, I think he was chosen as pretty much the, the, do the like, let's choose this guy. I think he's Hillary got, was chosen. He's got no chance to, mm. he's got no chance whatsoever to win. Mm. Let's put him in so mm. it's a sure thing. Mm. And something happened where it's like, oh, actually, this can't fucking. Actually, however, Chosen, there is no bigger evidence than a chosen than Biden. Yeah, right. What happened in the last election, and then Kamala Harris on no top of that. No one more fucking chosen than that because yeah. realistically, Bernie Sanders should have been in there. Not yeah, Biden. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bernie's only yeah. not there because fucking Obama decided to make his little phone calls the night before Super Tuesday. I said, everyone drop out because yeah. Biden's losing out badly. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the only reason he's in. Exactly. You know, people forget yeah. that very quickly, but yeah. realistically, that's why he's in. And then the Clintons took it from him in. What, 2016 yeah. as well, you know, like, and if it wasn't for COVID, Trump would win, he'd easily win again, certainly, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he so, 
He would have. Look, I mean, they already they consider his loss a win. Like Trump's exactly. loss is essentially a, a win because the Republicans gained more favor exactly. in the in like, yeah. man, it's crazy. But I did hear something the other day that really made me think. I've been on the on the whole election fraud and all that stuff. My in a nutshell, I believe there's been a shitload of fraud, not enough to turn the election around. However, someone said something the other day which really made me think, and that's Biden got more than eighty million fucking votes. That's never been done before. He's the least exciting candidate I think I've ever seen in American yeah, history. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? That that to me doesn't doesn't quite yeah. fit like yeah. would have that it, many votes. Would have, would have it yeah. been um, a vote to get? Look, a lot of it was an anti-Trump vote. That's it. 100%. That's it. That's all they campaign um, on, man. But I mean, again, to get the most votes, it's hard to get those Americans out to vote, man. Yeah, and yeah. you. You have a look at their rallies. You'd see it. Biden's got a fucking three or four cars honking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? For real. Uh, for real. For real. You think he conjured up most votes ever? Yeah, like, really? Yeah. If you're not asking questions, man, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Sleepy Joe. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Trump. Is. Yeah, yeah, Trump is the fucking fucking something else, man. He's the only kind. He can come out and slander everyone. Yeah. Like when you know that. Even grab- his own team. <laughs> Dude, exactly. I mean that whole grab him by the pussy thing, Ooh, right? Yeah. Three days later, he announces a press conference with four. He's got two Bang. women either either side of him, and they're four women that apparently fucking Bill Clinton had either slept with or raped. Yeah. You know, like grabbed him by the pussy. Man, <laughs> man, man this motherfucker is scandalous he don't give a fuck yeah. like he has no fucking he has no what's the word no fucking um, no, no fucks to give yeah yeah no <laughs> fucks to fucks give no moral <laughs> compass no yeah. anything you know he's just like man fuck it I'll go you is, know is um, Biden just a fill in until the vice president takes over Kamala yeah oh, well, he'll die in the next four years yeah look either that or he'll quit um, yeah, she's running game anyway, man. He ain't doing shit. No, 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 no. He's just no, there no, for no. the title. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, and Trump's and Trump came out and said it in the fucking presidential debate. He goes, "I've done more in four years than you've done in forty years of exactly. politics." And he was in right. 40 years. He's and a he was fucking exactly right, right man. You know, exactly like, right. But this is again going back to why I joined a party like One Nation and not Labor and Liberal because to do that, you're just going to be running the fucking gamut that they want you to do. Yeah. It's just sit down, be the robot that you have to be, and yeah. that's what you are. Yeah, you know, yeah. and unfortunately. It's not just Australian politics, American politics, world politics is like that. Have you, have you like, oh, sorry, Trav, did you finish your thought? Sorry, dude. What were you saying? I didn't have much thought. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you come, have you come across many career politicians in your, well, how long, how long did you campaign for? You, how long well, were you involved? Well, intense campaigning was fuck all, because after Jump With One Nation, pretty much a month and a half. Um, but I had a plan in my head for probably over a year and how I wanted to do it. And this is what keeps me going for the next elections. I didn't do what I wanted to do, but I got the effect that I wanted to keep me going. Because I wonder about the motivations of people heading into politics. And I'm fascinated by politics personally, man. That's why I love having you on. And that's why I wanted to just open up that dialogue and hear from you in regards to it. Because, uh, thank you. Look, I you appreciate know. that because you were all right. And there's, um, I think, <laughs> sorry, Sim, I'm bringing you up again. <laughs> but you can to me go, what a reason say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a reason say. <laughs> you know, you know moral he was very supportive. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, he's supportive. Yeah. yeah. Look, anyone that knows me. A straight down the line Labour man, such me. as reason. But everyone that knows me knows me. And I know I'm not out there for any other purpose outside of just trying to fucking that agenda that I spoke about earlier. Yeah. You know, so anyone that I spoke to and actually got past it, more than a Facebook post, mm. under, not only understood what I was doing, but was willing to fucking support what I was doing. That's right. You know, like and hear you out and listen. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know? Yeah. so did it affect you being like, especially being an immigrant mm-hmm. and 
you're not fucking albino. Did it affect yeah, you no. getting called racist when I had a Nazi sign put on one of my on one of my core flares? Which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's my fucking trophy, I'll take it. Dude, yeah, it's to be expected. It's to be expected. Um, I already got the skinhead, so I guess it's that's the start. Yeah, like, yeah, halfway there. I'm pretty again, that's the one thing hip hop taught me. I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin. I, yeah. I don't, you know people, especially the young crews coming up today, like hip hop back in the day when you were coming up, man, you had to not give a fuck about what other motherfuckers were saying because you weren't going to be able to do it otherwise. Right. You know, like there was a song that um, actually Case and um, Mass did mm. called Critics. Mm. Yeah. Incredible track. And yeah. It's talking about those fucking hip hop critics in the back of the room. You know, we all know them, but those dudes are out there judging the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and, yeah. and when you're doing a concert to 30 dudes and 20 of them are fresh out of the pen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you you got to stop giving a fuck about what other people are thinking. And so I, I took a lot of that into the politics side of things. It's just like, you know what? It's part of the or even going back, to, going back to our years in school, we were around similar ages where we grew up, where fucking this country was not by any stretch of an imagination a hip-hop country like it probably is today, you know, where yeah. hip-hop kind of dominates popular culture. We grew up where rock and roll dominated yeah, popular man. culture. And if you were into hip-hop in this country as a white kid, as fucking whoever, an immigrant kid... Man, you would like fucking, you were just, you were a fucking outs. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. a homie, you were a fucking exactly. this, you were a You're that. Homie, yeah. You know, it, it was all these pejorative terms used in your fucking, you know, towards you. Definitely you definitely weren't you know? the cool kid. You weren't the cool kid, man. <laughs> like, you know, like, you we might have We weren't within right. ourselves, but that was it. That's like, it, yeah. no one, we, no thought, thought we, we thought we were cool, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like, yeah, no one else did. That's exactly what it was, man. Fucking hey. Well, dude, let's fucking get into it because I'm sure we're going to come back to the politics and stuff and I want to get into the book and all that kind of thing. But hip hop, brother, like, for you, like, what age did you arrive here from Brazil? And 10. 10. So back in 87, I was 10. Yep. Um, end of 87. And by 89, I'd had fuck the police. Mm. And the next door neighbor played it to me and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much my fucking entry into the hip hop scene. Yeah, it's sort of mid 89. Um, found a few kids in the school that like hip hop and so forth. And Hey, can I just fucking just interrupt just one quick because it just came to me. I wanted to ask you earlier. Uh, Brazil, following the Olympics, man. Um, do you still have family over there yeah, and all yeah, that sort of thing? Pretty much all of them still there. How is Brazil... Sorry, and we'll get back to the hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. I apologise to yeah, people yeah. listening. But how is Brazil, um, like, e economically, how has Brazil um, gone following the Olympics? Because I and heard the World that... Cup. Was, and the, we World, had the World Cup just before the Olympics Because, I, man, mm. I, heard the, I heard, like, the infrastructure that they built was useless. The economy was near crippled at the time of... The, the Olympic Games and the, the infrastructure that they were building for the Olympic Games that they promised the public would, you know, benefit well, there's, Brazil. There's, there's a joke, there's in, a a joke in Brazil, right? And this will pretty much. I've Googled this shit, dude. I've Googled Brazil 20, like I think it was last year. You're 100% so right. Brazil 2019, like what yeah. happened following the Olympics? And this joke in Brazil goes like this, right? When God is making the world, he's sitting there with all his angels and, you know, and all his saints and so forth. And he's, he's got the, you know, the map of the world and he goes, looks at Japan. I'll throw a volcano in there, uh, go to America, oh, hurricanes over there, you know, and he starts dumping shit every country around yeah. the world. Yeah. All of a sudden, the angels stop and they look at him and they go, but, but what about that joint, that Brazil place? You haven't done anything there. Like, you know, they've got an Amazon, they've got a forest, you mm. throw anything on the ground, it grows. Like, yeah. The land is incredible. Yeah. No natural disasters ever. Yeah. Like, perfect land. Like, what's so good about that? He goes, you wait to see the people I put in there. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. And then the nutshell is Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's corrupt, very, very corrupt, very corrupt. Yeah. but it does a lot of fucking money, a 
I've heard it's a burgeoning superpower. I've heard Brazil. I don't know how, but I've heard. Because there's a lot of fucking money. We've got a lot of oil. Yeah. We've got a shitload of oil. People forget, but the reason that Bolsonaro is in now in Brazil, right? The fucking hardcore fucking right wing dude. Is because the the other end, the other choice was extreme left wing Mm. to the point that they were talking about, oh, we'll go into your fucking, into your house. If you've got a spare room, we'll have a homeless person living in your house type thing. <laughs> like that's socialism to the max. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, so that was pretty much the other choice that they had. Yeah. And shit, forgot what I was saying now. Yeah. Oh, in terms of fucking, um, in terms of the political system in Brazil. And the corruption. Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> completely. No, kind of, I do it a fucking million times over the course of this show. <laughs> I do it all the time. I don't even drink. But in uh, in terms Next. of like, in, but no, just in regards to like, I suppose how has Brazil recovered following the Olympics and the World Cup they and haven't. all that sort of thing? No, they haven't. No, they're probably not going to. Because no. um, I read all these reports, loans. like I was saying. Oh, sorry. I think it would have been mass loans to non-Brazilian companies to build and do all that stuff. Look, at, and that's the problem too, man. I like fucking. You know, the US is an example. It's the first one to jump. And it, Biden, will be, he'll be the first one to jump. And he's already given the warning that he's pretty much wants to put economic sanction in Brazil if they don't stop chopping down the Amazon and so forth. No. They forget that the US is buying a lot of those fucking exactly, drinks. Exactly, dude. It's like, exactly. hold on, man. Don't, you know, don't do a yeah. fucking CIA and Noriega shit on yeah. me. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, you're buying yeah. the shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And then you whinge and they were selling it to you. Yeah. You know, it's... it's yeah. And that, that's one that's coming through with Biden. He's going to put pressure on that. He wants to take over fucking... Yeah. They know how much money's in there, man. Yeah, dude. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I was saying before. So that the, the previous president, they discovered a massive oil reserve just offshore. Okay. Huge. Like I'm talking like rival the Arabs type oil wow. reserve, right? Wow. And he, he started loaning money off of that before the oil was even out of the ground. Oh. You know, so that was supposed to be enough to get Brazil fucking really well. And in order. And it, you know, it's gone into the wrong hands. Wow. You know, that's the problem in, in a nutshell, man. There's a lot of infrastructure there. There's a lot of possibility to, to do good. Yeah, yeah. And one thing about the Brazilian people, man, is the happiest people I've ever seen. Yeah. No matter how fucked up the situation is, it's still got a smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Resilient. Like, so. Yeah. No, because when I was at uni, I remember I was doing fucking, oh, I can't remember what the fucking subject was, but they were talking about how India and, oddly enough, Brazil were burgeoning superpowers. I mean, I suppose this is going back four years or something, but I was like, really? Fucking Brazil? Like, how is Brazil? Cash. That's cash. about when the oil reserve was coming out. Uh, they got the cash and the population yeah. Yeah. to get was shit, densely shit populated, in motion. Isn't it? And look, and technology-wise, we did quite well too. Like, you know, yeah. like, we get the best dentists in the world. Yeah. Plastic surgeons, the best is coming from Brazil. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so there yeah. is a, we do a lot of things really well. Yeah. Um, same time, we do a lot of fucking crap shit too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly. But as we all fucking And do, unfortunately, the, the middle class is this big where the, you know, the rich class and the poor class that's are huge. Right. That's uh, right. So that's right. Education, they need to get yeah. onto education and sort that out for everyone, no, not but just people with like cash. Like a new guy comes out and he wants to pretty much put, <coughs> give everyone a gun. <laughs> Literally. Really? Like, yeah. You know, the, the, the problems you got in Brazil are very ingrained, man. When, you, when you're talking slums where the police don't go in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, I think right now, last time, it was yesterday anyway, there's like a shootout at the moment where, for example, one lady got shot while she was sleeping in the bed. Jeez. You know, bullets just go straight through because you're not normal bullets. You're talking yeah, fucking yeah. big-ass bullets. Yeah. Like I've seen like one hill go to war against another hill in Brazil and they're shooting missiles from hill to hill, man. Like, Fuck that's in the hell. urban, you know. Yeah. The Israelis, to give you an idea, send their fucking soldiers, their, their soldiers to Brazil to, to learn urban warfare. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. What, into like, the favelas and all that yeah, sort of man. shit? Yeah. The Israelis. Sort of no shit. 
Holy you know, fuck. I mean, to give you an idea how crazy the urban warfare over there is nuts, man. Wow. You literally got a different group only every city. Yeah. When the World Cup was happening, what they did is just called the thing called the, they were trying to pacify the, the slums. And basically what that meant is the the army would go in and take one hill at a time. Yeah. So the army would roll up and literally just take one corner at a time, place a soldier there. Next corner, place a soldier there. And it's the only way to do it. And by doing that, they just started pushing the drug dealers further and further out. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they started building walls so the tourists couldn't see the slums when they were driving past. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just corrupt as fuck. Fuck. It's, it's a great place. Yeah. Great place for a holiday. Great place to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went yeah. off my honeymoon and reminded me of what I'd left. No shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. You miss it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But, yeah. Well, so you arrive here when you're 10. And you start fucking discovering hip hop and shit, man. How big a culture shock is arriving in Brazil at that age and going to school in Australia? Man. Like it's, yeah, look, um, not knowing any English too. Yeah, like I didn't know any English when I come here. Yeah, um, but yeah, this, the Brazilian culture is very different. We're a lot warmer. Um, yeah, people, I think, um, in general, mm. but just. And just just the differences that we've got, and that's just a South American differences. Mm. So I think we're all very similar in that regards. Mm. Um, that attitude in itself, we, we we're pretty good at dealing with adversities when when they happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, in general, the, the the culture in Brazil is very different. Yeah. But at the same time, very similar too. Brazil is very close to the US. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. pretty much anything that happens in America, we get within that's, a couple of days. That's news know, there like, as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 So, you know, there's a lot of words. I'll go back to Brazil and I think we just ganked the English word and just put a Brazilian accent to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> for real. Put a vowel on the end of it. It is. Or some know, shit, like, it is. Know, yeah, you know, yeah, like, so yeah. it's, it's a very Western country yeah, in that okay. regards, yeah. but with a very warm people. That's yeah. probably the biggest culture shock is yeah. oh, the Anglo-Saxon culture is a lot colder. Certainly. More community-orientated, yeah, isn't it, yeah. over there? But more huggy, you know, everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. just a bit warmer. Well, like. Definitely, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah, my father's parents, come, they come from a European background once again. They yeah, landed same sort of thing. couldn't yeah. speak the language when they came over World War Two. My old man didn't talk English until he was 10, mm. and he, they were only sent they only, only sent to school to learn English, to bring it home and teach nana and nana, yeah. nana, 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 you know? I remember like, when I first turned up to Australia, my first school, mum's pretty much there, well, school's that way, you walk about 300 metres, mm. have fun. Yeah, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> But what? <laughs> what, do I, what do I do from here? You and know? you know yeah. what? Best thing she ever did to me. Exactly. You know, exactly. stream me out in the fucking. Yeah, man. Stream me out That's in the just jungle, character building, you know, It is. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. And Brazil speaks Portuguese. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're the only country that speaks Portuguese in South America. Yeah. The rest Everyone speaks else Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, Portuguese and Spanish is pretty much the same language. Yeah. 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 So where do things fucking progress, bro? Like, as you go through school and shit like that, like... Look, I started getting into the music side of things, and then it would have been about 1990, I discovered graffiti. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> you were right Graffiti was popular. Yeah, 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 look, graffiti was popular, so that, that was all right. Like, yeah, yeah. So I got into that, started, yeah. you know, just bombing more than anything else. And just from that, I think the community, the writer community and writer crews and sort of stuff, I started getting more... In, Infiltrating to the culture as a whole, yep. or anything else. Yeah. But I always looked at myself more as a writer back then than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then would have been there was a Brazilian friend of mine that lived up in Blackwood, where the hoods are from. Yep. And um, family friend, and I was over at his house one day, and um, 
pressure from the hoods, knocks on the door. I didn't know him at the time. Knocks on the door, comes in, and he's like, "Oh, Leo, I got this new tape. Mm. It was the Highlanders tape." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I ever heard an Australian rapper. Yeah, yeah. And I remember he played that thing. And I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, what? You're the cunt rapping on that? That's cool." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try this shit when I get home. And I pretty much went home and started writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, for me to be in a crew with the hoods later in life, like, that was like, fuck, these are yeah. the, the inspired me to even start writing. That's it. You know, that's like, it. And I don't even know if we stated from the outset that we're talking to Raphael from Terra Firma. Did I even fucking say that? I'm not even, I can't even remember um, now. Did no, I even say no, that he's just from Terra Firma? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did either, man. I was just like, holy well, shit. One Nation. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. This <laughs> racist rap from One Nation. <laughs> yeah, fuck, sorry to those listening and pulling straight, um, certified wise, yeah, you know, string, all yeah. that sort of shit. Yeah, no, so fucking, <clears throat> and a Simplex family friend in being Brazilian as well. Yeah, so we yeah, just yeah. sort of, our parents knew each other. Yeah. Um, I met Simo about the same time that his mum passed away, um, back in 93. Mm. And not long after that, just being that Brazilian community, we sort of just started hanging out. Um, Simo was always the younger one yeah. of us. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm 43 next week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I think Simo's one year younger than me. Yeah. And Leo, the, the other Brazilian guy, was one year older than me. Wow. So I always looked at Simo as like the young, the young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we started hanging out together and shit. And one day Simo asked me to go to, um, he was recording something with this guy called Just B. And these other two Latino dudes, and they were recording in the studio. And I went in there and we all busted a freestyle each. And then after that, they invited me to join the crew. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, Sweet, okay, no worries. What the fuck am I doing? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I pretty much started writing. Like that night when I went back home after seeing Pressured um, with that tape, I pretty much started just writing my own rhyming dictionary. Yeah. So I just started going through different people's raps and just, oh, yeah, that word rhymes with that word. And yeah. I just started writing them all out. Yeah. And I used that to practice my freestyles. Yeah, right. And so I just use that and I just read and just try to fit in sentences in between those rhyming words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I started practicing doing that sort of shit. And then yeah. Simo heard I was doing that and that's the reason he asked me to go out and yeah. do that thing. Yeah. So, so that would have been about the end of 94, I think I joined. Jesus Christ. Was that I'm original down. crew that wasn't Terra Firma? That yeah, original? no, see him and Just B were originally Terra Firma. That was who it was. Um, and then I joined in as a third sort of wheel. And that was it. And the, the crew with us, Just B, Simplex and I had completely different styles. And... Our, our idea, Simo might have forgotten this by now, but our original <laughs> idea was always to be, especially because I was come from a, from a graffiti side of things, I wanted to be a hip-hop crew. Yes. I, I never wanted to be a rap group. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yep. So by that, we needed to have, I wanted to have breakers in the crew. That's yep. like the guy that <laughs> um, Carbons that does all of our artwork, done it, it, all, pretty much all the artwork for Terra Firma, yep. he's an efficient member of the crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And... We had breakers as well. There was officially members of the crew. Um, and we we probably had about, fuck, eight or nine members that had been and gone. Yeah, right? yeah, And Simo and I are probably the only, the only ones that's from the get-go. Yeah. But Just B left. Like, we used to pretty much just run around freestyle at parties and shit like that. That was The scene in Adelaide, was that was it. That's just freestyle at parties. And yep. if there was a, a gig on, actually not even a gig, if there was an open mic somewhere, you get a couple of fucking drunken dickheads trying to get yeah, up and yeah. bust raps. That was the scene. Yeah. And one one day I'd already moved to Melbourne. So I'd moved to Melbourne back in 98, but I got asked to come back to Adelaide to record a track for Culture of King, which yeah. is the Shadow Society track. Yeah. Amazing song. And when I, when I landed, I remember Just B was supposed to pick me up from the train when I 
pulled in from Melbourne and I pulled in, put in at a station, there's fucking simplex. Looked in going, what the fuck you're doing here? Like, Just Be's supposed to ring me up. He goes, yeah, nah, Just Be quit yes, last night. So Just Be is to quit every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, yeah. We don't want to stay in that regard. <laughs> so, come back. And Sim and I just laughed. We have, yeah, again, no mm, answer, mm. whatever. And we the went to, needle. and the funny thing is, we went to um, the Breeze and PJs that night to record Shadow Society. Yeah. And when we, after we finished the track, um, I remember PJ comes out and goes like, just be had a few issues with the hoods and that side of town. Yeah. He's, he's from the north side of Adelaide. Yeah. We're all from the south side. And um, and PJ goes, so he's just be like left. And like Sim and I like looked at each other. Yeah, no, he's gone. He goes, all right, cool. You guys want to join pulling strings? It's <laughs> <laughs> like he was waiting yeah, for that yeah, time. Just waiting. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> what happened to Just Be? Where did he go? He's, yeah, he's doing some international trading and shit. Like no shit. Yeah, no, yeah, he's doing well for himself. Yeah. Not in the music scene, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that was the official sort of start with Terra Firma yeah. as as it is now. And what mm. took you back? What took you over to Melbourne? Family? Well, my my mum and my dad left Adelaide in '97. Yeah. And the girl that I was living with at the time wanted to go to Melbourne and hip hop wasn't really going anywhere. I wasn't going to stay in Adelaide for music. No, nah, that's sort it. Of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I went over to Melbourne and gave it a go with her. And, and, and yeah, it was good though. I got over there, like, um, which I remember once like, we had the uh, first lyrical commission show in Adelaide. Oh, yes. oh fuck you. Yeah, right. Have a cold one, bro. It's probably warm right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> What was Here's the first lyrical commission? Yeah, yeah, first lyrical commission show, right? I didn't know who lyrical commission was, right? And Simo fucking goes, yeah, no, PJ's putting this show on, fucking don't want us to play. You're going to have to come back down right late to play this gig. And I'm like, yeah, cool, no worries, come down. So I thought, you know, I'll just run down to fucking Obese Records and find out who the fuck are these lyrical commission boots. <laughs> so I went up and asked the guy behind the counter about these lyrical commission guys. Was it Brad working? Yeah. Was. No shit, no, no shit. shit. Oh, no shit. Hell, yeah. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he goes, oh, yeah, I can play some of this shit. <laughs> didn't say nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny cunt. Didn't say fucking booming. <laughs> and then um, and then I met him back in Adelaide when we played the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. But, yeah, no, I'll never forget that because he kept his quiet, eh? He didn't say fucking booming. me. Well, smart Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Brad. So were you, did you become like an early sort of conduit between Melbourne and Adelaide? Like that, that early connection? It was a little bit, eh? Because... Um, when I first got there, Reason pretty much took me under his wing, man. Like, I yeah. loved that boy to bits. Big shouts to Reed. He, he Reed. literally took us under his wing. Um, like, to the point that, no, shit, dude, I'd, I'd go to a concert. I can't remember what gig it was. Actually, the same gig that I met Lazy Gray in, mm. right? But he'd, like, I'd go in there with him and he'd, like, all right, Raph, just wait here for a sec. And I'm sitting down in fucking five minutes and still, what the fuck's this guy doing? Yeah, yeah. Then he'd come back with, like, Prowler. Yeah. You gotta meet this guy. You got to meet this guy. So he he made sure that I met all the right people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, we even did a show. Like, like we got that close that we even did a set with Reason in Adelaide. Reason and Bigfoot versus Terrafema set. So wow. it was pretty much Reason Bigfoot track, Terrafema track. Reason Bigfoot track, Terrafema track. Wow. Track for track. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that went close to an hour, I reckon. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no. So we got pretty close in that regards, and and then obviously Culture of Kings coming to play, yes. and then that's yeah. amalgamated things a yeah. bit more. Yeah. But yeah, and look, and reason at the Culture of Kings too. So he actually reason gave him my connection to go into New South Wales too, mm. because when we were at his house once, he introduced me to Terminal Wellness. Mm. No idea who they were. Um, this is when the first Culture of Kings launch was happening in Melbourne. Yeah. And I had no idea who they were, and then. 
reasons telling me all the stuff about case and things. I go, fuck, I don't know about this dude. Like, fucking first dude to release wax in the country. Yeah. Had no idea who it was. Yeah. Started feeling pretty shitty about myself. Yeah, fuck, yeah. I thought I knew my history. I guess yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and all I remember that time, that day, thinking, oh, well, fuck, if, if that's who that is, and here we are putting this culture of kings fucking thing on, which is supposed to be representing Australian hip hop. Mm. Um, I said, well, we have to have these dudes on stage. Like, no, no matter what, we have to have them on stage. So yeah. organized to get them on stage with us. Yeah. So at least they went on on the, on any track. So no, you're in Melbourne already. Jump on stage with us. Yeah, so yeah. we did a track together. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of I've always been very very respectful of the culture in the sense of you know I think even on that show I think whoever did the lineup had reason on before us. Yeah. 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 And I was like, nah. nah, switch that around. And I did, yeah, you know, yeah, switch yeah, the back yeah. over. No, yeah. I don't care what happens, but we're going yeah. for. Yeah, know? yeah, You know, yeah. Like little things like that to me is important in, Dude. in, in the culture. 100%. And, and not 100%. enough people do that. Yeah, no. Um, I've found that too. Like, we've been placed on bills. I'm like, nah, nah, not going on before that dude. Yeah, man. man like, you know, man. I mean, not going on after that yeah. dude. You know, like, yeah, same thing, man. Same you know, thing. so, and, but the funny thing is, when that connection with terminal illness, so I got really close friends with allergic end case as well at the time, but with allergic end maniac as well. And then not long after the culture of Kings, I moved to New South Wales, mm. actually within a month of doing the culture of Kings shit, I'd moved to New South Wales Yeah, yeah. and um, started hanging out with all the New South Wales crew and all the fun web and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And, and uh, that's pretty much then our connection into New South Wales. <laughs> that's well, yeah. Uh, that's where that sort so of So yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. who's the funnel web crew? Uh, Cannibal Tribe, That's right. Terminal Illness, yeah. Mass, Mass MC. Yeah. Um, Pretty, a lot of the sort of gung-ho MCs. Yeah. Have, have All those Mount Joy fucking Wales. rugged That's motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, rest in peace to fucking old mate too. Fucking what was his name? Raw? From Cannibal oh, yeah, Tribe, yeah, like, you know, I'd I mean, like Jesus Christ. One. I actually got to promote one of his shows. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, well, when I moved to Newcastle, it was like there wasn't much of a hip-hop scene there. And it was just like... Apart from, sorry, Tunzi, you are the scene over there. Well, you definitely always were. <laughs> but when I moved there, there wasn't too much of a visible scene that I could see outside of the grass scene that Tunzi had, had down on lock. Yeah. Um, so I decided to promote a gig over there and, and pretty much put us on, Cannibal Tribe. Unique played that night too. I can't remember who we played with. Sick. But yeah, it was a few of us, but yeah, so I got well, to... Fucking, what would it mean? Like, um, could it have been fucking... What was, he, what was Unique and um, Brass Knucks? No, Celsius? It wasn't Celsius the no. way, that's the thing. Uh, Solo shit or something. I can't remember now. I remember because <laughs> I remember because he's in the photos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or they were kilowatts or something, maybe. Yeah, but Pablo wasn't there, so yeah, I don't mm. know. Mm. Yeah, fuck nice. But he was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but he was, he one was of those there. nights. Yeah. <laughs> but Cannibal Tribe were definitely on the bill. And yeah. yeah, that's the one time I got to play with Raw. Yeah, yeah. Top dude. Yeah. Like, no, I never met him. He was a man. top Cannibal dude. And fuck it, as an MC, that dude had some skill, man. Yeah. Yeah. And energy. Australia really lost an MC with that guy. Yeah, like, dude. And he like, had that fucking same charisma that Briggs has got. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That fucking yeah, yeah, sure. charisma, that fucking unescapable sort of thing. Never met him and was fucking. Like I won't say was influenced by him, but just read about him, heard about him, heard the music after the fact, and then people that I've spoken to, and I think he's kind of one of those unsung losses that you know you don't hear mentioned enough. Yeah. Like Cannibal Tribe were fucking that was that was something, man. Yeah, man. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. Like they had their own style going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's actually you know I think that's probably one of the biggest differences I see with the scene today from what it used to be. It was good to be different back in the day. Yeah, fucking A, man. 100%. Today, I, I, maybe I'm just getting old, but I just see it. It all sounds the same to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, 
Oh, bro, it's homogenised. It's like you know. I often say, man, we don't want to sit around being old mouths talking old mouth shit. But like hip hop was, it was just, it was about a unique. It, it was you were every every voice was unique. Every voice had to stand. You had to fucking stand up as your own man, as your own sort of entity within it. And now it's just fuck it all. Just bro, I don't, I don't things, disagree, man. Like, man. Like, the four elements, right? People don't understand that every element. There's a very big similarity within the four elements, and that's. You can get any aspect of the four elements and you can, the general public has a quick look at it. They just see the general full package. Like you see a breaker as an example and he's, oh yeah, that guy's just a cool dancer. But he don't understand the guy's doing the top rock, that he's dropping down, doing this and spinning. It's about 20 different moves that incorporate into the one thing you saw as one good good thing. Graffiti is the same thing. People walk past, oh, that looks like a good painting. Go, no, there's fucking letters behind that thing. You know what I mean? Like there's a crew that fucking did that. There's a whole story behind it. fucking A. Music's the same thing. I mean, how many music tracks we still listen to today from the 80s? Oh, I just picked up something new from it. Straight up, bro. Straight up. DJing, the same thing. The guys cut, 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 but it's not one cut. There's a bunch of different records that are coming yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you know, and all those different aspects, you had to be you, mm. you know, mm. you had to mm. sort of not copy from someone, but learn from the master that yeah. taught you beforehand yeah. and change it into your version That's of right. it. That's you know, right. In That's every right. aspect of people. Yeah, yeah. And you I think adopted that's it. a connection that, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, right. yeah no, dude. No. I, and I don't know, like, fucking, yeah. I, like I said, man, you, I hate sitting around being like an old mouth talking, old mouth shit, man. But it does, man. It just all fucking, I hear it now and I'm just like, fuck. And then I was talking to Linz, like fucking shouts to big Linz. I was talking to him on the phone this morning. He goes, can't, I am fucking sick of drill rap. And I'm like, man, I'm just like, like this shit yeah. just all sounds the fucking same to me, yeah. man. Like we grew up on an era of music where fucking Cypress Hill could drop, Diamond D could drop, yeah. The Far Side could drop, fucking Show and A. Like, man, you and just they had, all had skill. They all had skill. Yeah. All sounded different. All sounded unique. All sounded, it was just yeah. like, man, like. You know? Look, and that's the thing. I, I, it's it's a different world today, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, an example, I jumped on one of those those bloody forums on Facebook and a dude's like, oh, here's my rap, critique it. I'm like, you know, you shouldn't be putting that shit online. Nah. You know nah. what I mean? Like, the, the problem today, like, we had an advantage and a disadvantage back in the day in, in regards to, like, Terra Firma started, what, late 94. Mm. We didn't get our first track officially recorded to 99. Mm. But we were paying juice through that That's whole right. time frame. That's you know right. what I mean? Like we were rapping, we were getting our face yeah. out there. But you weren't out there. Yeah. You know, like yeah, we were yeah. just getting out there. We were just yeah. building our skills. Yeah. yeah. Kids today are building their skills in public. Straight you up. You know what I mean? They, they don't understand Overnight. that that's, that's still going to come out in 20 years' time when now you know how to yeah, rap. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That shit's still going to be there, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. example, the guy asked and the comment that I had right back to him was like, Keep practicing, you're doing well, but keep practicing, you need practice. Dude. Obviously, you've got some skills. And do that off camera, practice. do that off social yeah, exactly. media. You know, Just like, fucking take it over there, practice and, it. But that's the thing, like, today, because I think without things like the internet and, you know, the Source magazine and come four months late. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Everything's so on the spot for the generation yes. today. They don't appreciate enough of what's there that's right. i think you were talking about the other day i think with with the hype twins yeah. I mean, people don't appreciate those cd covers enough you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of history behind that yeah, i learned who to listen to by going Off through that. different fucking albums exactly. like oh yeah this guy had a good guest spot oh he's got an album i'll have a look at it yeah you know but that's how you yeah. learn about different mcs yeah. yeah don't get that anymore no so i think a lot of that love for the culture is lost which is one of the reasons i went into so deep into the spirituality side of things yeah. because it was to me still an underground culture yeah. that it fed 
all the stuff that hip hop used to feed me back in the day. Yeah, 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 certainly. In, in certainly. a way, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, certainly, so, certainly. And, you know, like I look at kids today and it, it's sad because they'll see someone like the Hoods and they have an inspiration. I wanted to get to that point. But I guarantee if you ask the Hoods, they're not at that point yet. Mm. They, they still want more. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But when we were growing up, I literally had no expectations at all. It's like, you don't even hear American hip hop on the radio, let alone Australian hip hop no, on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so for you to get any Aussie hip hop on the radio, that mm. was just never going to happen. Mm. So mm. you just did every show and you lived the moment yeah. every set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I look at myself as being very fortunate in the sense of I literally was part of that scene when the scene decided now we're blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got to yeah. see that firsthand. Yeah. But more importantly, I got to see that without expectations. Yeah. I saw it and enjoyed every aspect of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still do that today because of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I think a lot of these kids today have missed out on that that aspect because it's just not available to them. And it's anymore. the it's the immediacy of everything. And that's what we sometimes yeah. talk about it on here. Like just everything is accessible. It's there at that point. And, you know, it's kind of like no one goes any deeper, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. When I was a kid, man, like, and even I listened to punk and all that kind of shit, man, I'd go into 70s punk rock. I'd go back to Zeppelin. I'd go back to fucking all kinds of shit. To me, it's like... Do the are the rappers of this generation going back in here and naughty by nature or going back in here and fucking yeah anyway anything you know like just the Australian rappers don't even know who the Australian rappers are exactly man like, exactly like, dude fuck, what? Like, exactly the Aussie rappers yeah. of today don't even know who the Aussie exactly. rappers you know exactly man that's exactly and, it. and that the the thing that they don't understand is that you know what they're gonna get fucking old too yeah 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 and they're gonna say fuck our culture's gone yeah man. Yeah, why? Yeah. Because you can't stand appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's why things like what you're doing here is great because it gets to document that mm. for at least the little heads that still want. You know, like that's you still it. got your your completes, your realists, and that that are coming up. Yeah, and, and holding on to that culture for what, the way that we grew up. Certainly. You know what I mean? Like, Certainly. And I hope there's more. Will come up like and there is, there is, there is a lot of kids out there, man. There's the scrubs and the nerves, and yeah. there's, there's tons exactly. of kids. Like, there I mean, there's fucking in city. There's, there's tons of. There's a generation. I mean, you're older again, but you know, like, there's generations coming through that still adhere to the same practices that but we. But they're did. not getting the love. That's it. That's they're the not problem. getting it, man. You know? And What's then they the look at, is... then they look at their peers, and they're like, "Well, we're not getting what they're getting." You know, but it's all it's all it's it's all fake anyway. Because if I could give you anything, man, your social media numbers amount to fuck all, man. Like they really fucking yeah, do. At the end of the, the day, ride. enjoy the exactly ride, right, motherfucker. Right. Hey? Take that, take that, take that to the bank. The enjoy the, artists, the ride. Man, artists I've dealt with is like there's there's a handful that are enjoying the ride, and then there's most of them. It seems like work. Then they're not. I know they're not selling numbers, they're not selling merch, they're not doing anything, but they're taking it as a full-time job, and yeah. it seems like they're not Sorry even enjoying. It. it seems like they're not even enjoying doing what they're doing. It, they yeah. may have at the start, and then after a little bit, it's uh, just the impression I get off speaking to some of them. It, it's a fucking job for it them is. now, yeah. and it's, yeah. they're not they're not enjoying it. It's yeah. I need to be on this level. That's I need to get cool to this though. point. Yeah. Be be doing shows cool. with this many people. Or it's not worth it. It's like, well, why'd you start 
doing exactly. it if it's no longer and where, did, and where did that amount of people turn up from you know like it's really foundations yeah, have been laid yeah. like foundations over the years now the fucking scene has grown to a point now like where it's you know and it's only going to continue to grow it's only going to get bigger and bigger it's no longer the pockets the small there's not yeah, pockets. pockets it's there were foundations laid prior to you and the point of things like this podcast and shit like that is to remind people of those foundations that yeah. were laid people did this prior to you yeah. they 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 put that work and they put blood sweat and tears into this shit passion and continue to do it into their 40s Look, you might the funny be thing is i'm sure you still consider yourself new school well, yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, I know I do. Yeah, because all my friends are older than me. Yeah, exactly. Like all you my friends I mean? are like in their mid forties. Fucking mass raisin, case, all yeah. that sort of yeah. fucking heaps older than me. Like yeah. flack. Like, yeah, I've always felt like a young cunt because yeah. all my friends always, from probably the time I left school, were always five years older than yeah. me. Most of my main friends, you know, other than a core group that were my age, the vast majority were older. But the thing is, but you still studied what they oh, did. 100%, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. But I suppose what e what endeared us to those older dudes was the fact that at my age, at fucking 18, I had a great knowledge of fucking rap from 86 to 92, yep. you know, when I really should have only been listening to rap from 92 to fucking 98 or whatever, you know, which being that age. Today. Exactly, man, which is <laughs> yeah. pretty much what you yeah. get today, you know. But I always went back because I had older peers and shit. So, man, all I wanted to hear was fucking Kane, Cube, Chuck D, fucking boom, 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 go through the list, you know. And that was in the era of Nas, Wu and Biggie. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, you know, like. Well, that's my. Look, I still the rap I listen to is fucking eighty seven to ninety seven. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much that's me. That's too, man. you know that's yeah, all. Yeah, I, I listen to all the new shit. Um, I listen to I, the I old enjoy, rappers' new shit. I, I, <laughs> one, yeah. one, I still do enjoy it, but also with the website, like. I have to have the finger on the yeah. trigger, mm, so to speak. Mm, mm. Um, oh, for sure. And running a podcast and doing yeah. things like this. We stay up on things, man. Yeah. Like, we're aware. We're more than aware. But this isn't this isn't so much for the 20-year-old artist coming up, man. Like, I don't need that. We, we're not chasing that look. You know, you can have 30,000 fucking followers on your platform. I don't give a fuck. I'd rather talk, I'd rather talk to the old man that put out an EP in 1987, put out yeah. one of the first okay. records in Australia that has 400 followers on his social media that That's no one right. really fucking knows about right. because this is what it's about. But brother, let's fucking. You were talking briefly about your spirituality. Can we get into that, man? Like, are you, are you raised Catholic or? I was baptized Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you baptized Catholic? Yeah. Um, I just figured being Brazilian and yeah, look, Brazil's the biggest Catholic country in the world. Exactly. Um, but I've always been look. I hate what organized religion has done with spirituality. Yep. I hate it with a passion. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they've done is they installed fear in ways to control people. And the, the problem is, is it worked for a few centuries, mm. but people today are a bit smarter than that and they can see behind that veil. And unfortunately, the spirituality has got the same dogma that that organized religion gets. Yes. And that's only because people haven't looked at it deep enough. Yeah, that's right. Now, like, that's so right. I was raised Christian. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Practicing? Did your parents like? Yeah, like my parents, my parents are Catholic to their fucking cause. They, they, they well, we went to church and so forth. Not as more for the. There's a, a period that we went to church a little bit religiously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, your full name, Raphael. Yeah. yeah. So it's your. Yeah, we're named yeah. yeah, Archangel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Take a pick. So, <laughs> Saint name. Yeah. So to speak. And oh, actually, my name's in in Brazil. Raphael is generally with an F. Not with a pH. The reason I'm with a pH is because mum was actually doing a chemistry test on the day that I was born. 
Wow. And it was a pH test. Wow, <laughs> so you're joking. That's why I've got the pH oh, my name. So. Crazy, crazy. So I was in uni when I was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so look, it's I've always been brought up with the understanding that there's something else out there. Yeah. Um, and understanding that I need to respect that as well. Yeah. Um, but at the same you answer time... answer to a higher power than, yeah. than yourself. Yeah. Yes and no. Look, I my beliefs are pretty out there, but my at the same time... Look, if I say to anyone, you know, do you believe in God, as an example? Mm. Generally speaking, you get these... Um, the, the, I heard that guy just sitting with a, with a book on top of the clouds, yeah, judging dude. everyone, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. For me, God is a very simple thing. God is omnipotent, omnipresent, mm. everywhere, mm. all the time, everything. So in other words, to me, that's God. So yeah. is that, so is that, so is that, yeah. so is this. Yes. You know, yeah. the, the one thing that we can say with certainty, and probably the only thing that we can really say with certainty is that here and now is the only thing that exists. Mm. Anything outside of that, Mm. Is the concept of the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so with those concepts in mind, I hate what religion's done with the fear. You know what I mean? Like the, the, just a simple statement, the fear of God, that fucking does my head in. It's like, yeah. you know, like and once you've got kids, you really understand that even more in the sense of, hold on for a second, there's a God that's supposed to love me, but if I say this the wrong way, he's gonna that's send me right. to hell for an eternity yeah, when yeah. you only gave me forty years to work it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, man. You know what I mean? Like so that metaphysical deity throwing fucking lightning bolts at us yeah, from a man. cloud when we do something wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and that sort of stuff makes no sense whatsoever. Like I've yeah. gone pretty deep in one of the chapters there, just really sort of knocking that on its head because it's I think it's really important for the world to understand the history of why why religion is where it is today. Yeah. You know, I think it's yeah. very important. And when you start seeing how we got to where it is, you start understanding why it is the way it is. And then you can also start working ways to not combat it, but work with it. Mm. You know, mm. like and actually understand what's going on in the world because... Yeah, it does. It gives you a broader understanding. It, of, it does, man. Yeah, man. And more importantly, it's, it gives you a positive outlook to things. The way I look at things, right, is, to me is very basic, man. To me, everything happens for a reason, without a doubt, right? Everything happens to me for a reason. And not only does it happen to me for a reason, it happens for a positive reason. Yeah. Unfortunately, my brain is not designed to understand what those positive things are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way yeah, I look at it. Yeah. So whenever I come to an adversity of any, of any form, I, okay, so what's the positive angle here? Because I know I've been put here for a positive reason, so let's find the positive side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I look with everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, that's a, that's a profound outlook, man. Whether it's yeah. right or wrong, it works. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's the way I look at it. If 100%. The way I see things is if it makes you fucking live on a day-to-day more peaceful and a better and a better person, why the fuck not? Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and that's yeah. in a nutshell the way I like to look at things. Yeah, man. Have that outlook saying, okay, I understand it's been placed there because, and not only that, I believe that we are all an expression of the same thing. Mm. So not only has it been placed there for a reason, I placed it there for a reason. Yes. You know, yeah. it's a different aspect of my consciousness that's placed it there for a reason. So that manifestation. Yeah. So, I, and on top of that, my brain's not good enough. Same thing with the judgment. It's not good enough to understand why those reasons were placed. It's like if you've got to go from A to B, you might turn around and say, well, look, the shortest path is that straight line to go to B. Mm. But your higher mind can see that there's fucking shitload of potholes in that fucking path yeah. where you can't see from that vantage point. So your high mind turns around and says, you know what, that's great, Raf, but really, you really should go a little bit of a longer way because that actually is the shorter way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So unfortunately, when you're 
at that point where you've got to turn left as opposed to going straight. You think, this is fuck, why am I doing this? I should be going that way. But if you have the understanding, I oh, know I've turned left because it actually is a better path. That's right. You feel a lot better about it. And by feeling better about any situation, you actually work better in that situation yes. too. Yeah. Um, you know, like people don't understand that negative thoughts in itself to any situation will build up a certain cortisol level in your system. And that by by design will make you dumber <coughs> yeah. dealing with that situation. So if yep. you want to go yep. past the situation and do yep. as good as you can, you need to have a positive yeah, yeah, outlook yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to make yeah. you behave better in that situation. Yeah, yeah. That negativity know? will only pollute and cloud your yeah. thinking heading further into that situation. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did, you, did you read like theology books and all that stuff or other religious texts? And Yeah, look, um, I when my ex had left Adelaide and moved to, to Brisbane, um, I'd been reading a shitload of spirituality books and so forth and then – when I was sitting at home in Adelaide by myself for I think about six months, I had this idea in my head. I thought, fuck, I've read all these Buddhist books, all these Muslim, I even read the Quran, read all this mm. stuff. And I thought, but I haven't actually sat down and read the Bible cover to yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought, you know what? I didn't, I, the Old Testament for me is a little bit fucking, it's a different writer than the New yeah, Testament. Yeah. So I thought I'm gonna at least read the New Testament. If I want to claim to be a Christian, I need to at least know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Um and when I read that book, I found some, some really interesting things. And first of all being a lot of people say, oh you know, four different gospels saying four different stories, it must be wrong. But no, but if you actually got four different people seeing the same thing, they're gonna have four different stories. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? That actually gives me more validity to the story than less. Yeah. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting is that I really thought that the church, if they cared about that, would have harped on more of this. Mm. Whenever Jesus did any miracles along with the Bible story, he never once turned around and said, look at the miracle I did. Mm. Mm. What he always said is, your faith did this miracle. Not me. Your faith did this. Yeah. yeah. And that was in every fucking miracle that he pulled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a pretty strong message there. It's not saying he did. He wasn't any better. Yeah. yeah. You know, not only that, in the Bible it says when he went back to Nazareth where he was from, he couldn't do any miracles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People didn't believe he could. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they didn't have the faith. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, like it's it's your reality that you're creating in front of you. Yeah. It's no one else's. You know yeah. what I mean? Like right now, my my the portion of my consciousness is reacting with yours solely because they want to interact right now. But when they yeah. split, it's still the that's two it. different things they will amalgamate later mm, but mm. right now they're having different experiences of the same thing you yeah. know like i do look at it as i've read it in this book once man it's that if you imagine the universe the big bang is if you imagine god as just the entity of everything mm. that just knows it's everything it is everything so there's no nothing separating itself from anything and all of a sudden, it thinks to itself, I wonder what it'd be like not to be me. Mm. Bang. There's your big bang. Mm. That's, it's the experience of, of understanding what it's like to be separate from that. Mm. And that's in a nutshell the way I look at things. Yeah, yeah, It's just God experiencing himself in different versions. Yeah, yeah, In infinite ways. Like an, an expansion of consciousness. Is, uh, no. Or you just this universal consciousness that fucking, yeah, it's amazing, man. Because, yeah, once again, Raf is an author, man. Right? Reality in the eye of the beholder. Going into writing this book, man, how long did it take? About two years. Two years? Yeah. How much research? Like, Shit, like, it's funny, man. Like, 
how much you think you know until you actually start trying to write it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you work out, oh fuck, I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's what I found out the most. I really thought I knew what I was talking about, and now I'll know so much more because of the research that I had to do behind. Yeah. It. How'd you? Would you just fucking wake up in the morning? I'm going to be an author, or no? Actually, I was wanted to do. I was going crazy at the gym for about two, three years. And then I um, had three herniated discs in my spine. Mm. And the problem with that is I was still getting up. My biological clock was still getting up at five o'clock every day to go to the gym. And I wasn't going. Couldn't yeah. go. So it's better just do something. Put that energy Start writing into something. and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I wrote that in the sense of just start writing and see where it goes. Um, yeah. I had a basic idea and in the sense of the, the most important lesson that I've learned in my lifetime was the day that I found out that my feelings were completely controlled by me. Yeah. No one can put a gun to your head and say, feel this way right now. Yeah. yeah. You have to choose to feel a specific fashion. Yeah. So when I, when I learned that that feeling was a choice, then that just opened up so many different things into what to go into to find out how that incorporates with, with everything that you do in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but more importantly is then you have the responsibility of how you feel. You know, like when when my son tells me he's feeling like shit, I always remind him, oh, that's cool. So why are you choosing to feel like shit? Yeah. Don't forget, your, it's your choice to feel like shit yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. No one's telling you to yeah. feel like shit. You, and, but more importantly, you're seeing a benefit to feeling like shit. Find out what that is. Yeah. Because until you work that out, you're going to keep feeling like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is a benefit behind it. Could it be oh, I'm going to get more attention or I'm going to, I can be the victim for a little bit, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, be honest with yourself, find out why the fuck do I feel this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, yeah. for the listeners, what would you describe the book being about? Um, understanding that definitions that you make guide every thought pattern that you have. So, example, like if you're, I might walk past someone on the streets and I might feel sorry for them for whatever reason and then I walk past and that's the feeling that I had. But then you get someone, you know, from royalty as an example that hasn't really seen much of that, mm. might walk past and just snub their nose at them. Yeah, yeah. Same situation and different things, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's because that guy has defined that example as something bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's, that's, and that's what I was saying before, like those first seven years where you built all the definitions that you have in your life. And the sad thing is you have no control of what those definitions are. That's it. You can later. Yeah, you can go yeah, back yeah. and that's why I went into the um, hypnosis course because of the book. Wow. Um, because there was one way, I, I, what I worked out with the book is like, all right, well, if my thoughts are ingrained subconsciously, then the only way for me to change those definitions, which are the catalyst to how you feel about things. Yeah, yeah is to go into my subconscious mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and one way was repetition. Yeah. I mean, you start driving and eventually you don't need to think about what you're doing anymore because you yeah. repeated it enough. Now it's subconscious. Um, another way was hypnosis. Yeah. Um, so in a nutshell, is to, for people to understand that those definitions are created by you and can be changed at any time. There is no definition that's implied. This is how it has to be. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in good and bad to me it's just different mm. Mm. it's probably the best way i can try to yeah 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 you know, i've had these arguments with my parents even like no, yeah. i don't believe in bad anymore yeah yeah, well, yeah it's just different yeah you know hitler was a necessary thing for this world yeah now to me hitler goes to heaven yeah yeah mm. <laughs> you know like yeah. a lot of people might disagree with that but uh, that's 
definition that they've created for themselves. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm not in a place to judge anyone else's definition either. Yeah. That's where it goes back to, yeah, I don't have the power to judge anyone because all those, every time, for example, when you're learning how to walk, right, and you do that first step, your brain automatically locks a neuron into the other neuron and says, okay, if you move your leg this way, you will hold balance and do that. Mm. And eventually after doing that so many times, that connection becomes more solid. You don't have to think about it anymore. And then you go to the next step, you know, and yeah. you build it on. And But what people don't understand is that in itself sets up a neuro network of, of thought patterns that guide all the way to a decision of I'm going to pick up this beer and have a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, so if yeah. I want to stop that, I need to go back to my definitions to work out, okay, why have I defined that as being good to go into my system? Yeah. So little things like that, I think it's really get people to self-investigate their own mind don't have to explain to anyone else investigate your own mind to find out why do i behave in this fashion yeah what benefit am i getting from behaving in this fashion yeah, yeah, yeah. And being honest with yourself and doing that yeah mm. see some people some people such as yourself i think uh they have the ability to do that then others require maybe uh, you know like fucking psychology and things like that you know where it's you know going back to these root causes in childhood and things like that. It's interesting, man, because I always ask like people like, you know, just having your book and stuff like that. Like we've had a Hari Krishna on the show with, you know, anyone with anyone that's kind of like, to me, it's all, it, to me, it's important to just hear from those fucking different voices and those different interpretations of, and, and if you have important. a belief, if yeah. you have belief, then how can that be a fucking bad thing? You need exactly. to hear it. You know, like yeah. I, I think it's often, often frowned upon, not frowned upon, but it's often, you know, it's like, oh, he's a fucking God bother. He's religious. He's whatever, you know, I don't know. As I get older, I just kind of go, man, and he's got his lane, you know, like, you know. And if it works for you, why fucking change it? That's it. You know? That's and, it. And I think that's the important thing is you've got to work with what works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, you know, like yeah. You're not being, not being a cunt to anyone else. Yeah. And it works for you, keep going. Yeah, absolutely, you know? man. And that goes back to Trump. Why the fuck would he change it? Dude. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a nutshell, I think that's, to me, what spirituality is all about is don't judge anyone. Everyone is just as important as you are. But more importantly, Learn to see yourself in every person that you look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Because certainly. at the end of the day, it actually is you too. Yeah. You know, because I believe when you die, eventually start amalgamating to that. We're getting closer and closer, re reincarnation after reincarnation, to what that God, the one is. Mm, that mm, aspect of mm, God that understands mm, everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think the whole plan of the universe is that is yeah. for God to understand who yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 classify yourself still as a Christian or would there be a term that you'd, I guess, pigeonhole yourself regarding um, spirituality? Look, uh, the, I'll tell you a problem that I've got with Christianity is the fact that there's actually not enough information, in my opinion, to what Jesus actually said. Um, example, things like I just said earlier on in regards to your faith is doing this, that's not half enough. And it's like, hold on, that's probably the most important part there. Yeah, yeah. And you don't bring that up in church? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Very, because they don't want you to think that. That's exactly they specifically right. do not even want you to fucking look yeah, at that, yeah, pass, yeah, yeah, that yeah, passage. Yeah, yeah. You know it's group I mean? think. Like, yeah. he heavily edited as well. Yeah. For King James and again, that's why I've gone into the history of where, why the Bible is where it is today. But in answer to your question, yes, I believe in all those teachings that I've heard that Jesus has, has put across. Mm. Um, I look at them a lot deeper than than the superficial side of things. Yep, yep. Um, there's a book in there that I mentioned is um, called The Course of Miracles. And to me, that's probably the most instrumental book that I've read in the sense of what it is. It's a channeled book. And by channeled, I mean it's the spirit entity has gone through the author um, to write the book. 
and the energy of the book is supposed to be have been written by the energy of Jesus. Yeah. So it's virtually a book. If you imagine Jesus has turned up good old 2020. Yeah. Okay. Now you guys know a shitload more than what you did 2000 years ago. Let me explain this shit to you again. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what this book is. And the book is a very heavy read. Like it's, it's thicker than the Bible. The pages are as thin as the Bible sort wow. of thing. And what spun me out is that. When was it written? Seventies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mid seventies. And yeah. the funny thing I with this book. I find it hard to, I don't know, like, I won't say believe in the bullshit, mm -hmm. but as, as I say, like Jesus is, is speaking old mate, and he's writing a book. Yep. Like, did he did he did you have to buy this book? Did he was he selling this book? <laughs> like they yeah, wrote but, it and then they, they sold it afterwards. However, yeah. I will say this: when you read the book, you see how profound it is. It's yeah, it's yeah. crazily. There's yeah. not one word wasted. Mm. That's mm. that's what got to me. It's like fuck, it's a book double the length of mine, mm. and not one word is wasted. Mm. Every passage in itself has got its own meaning. You can tell it's written from someone that knows what the fuck they're talking about. To me, if Jesus mm. came back today, tomorrow he'd be at fucking in the mental ward. Like in today's, yeah, today's right. society. Today, yeah, or if even for the people that like, whether whoever's speaking to them, like they'd be diagnosed with a form of schizophrenia. Mm. And look, that and that's but that to me comes with a problem where science. By definition, is designed it. to ask questions on data that's mm. physical. Spirituality is not physical, so mm. you can't you can't actually use science to talk about spirituality. However, I do use a scientific method for myself, and by that I mean I will put certain thoughts out across, and then I see that I eventuate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do the scientific method for myself, and the, the, I think the biggest difference between science and spirituality is that science, when it's done correctly, can then be replicated so everyone else can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Where spirituality can be replicated by you. Yeah, I did. You read do it. That. Did it work last time? Do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. read a book called Unfailable Truth. I think it's called, mm. and that was more um, not written by a bloke thinking he's speaking to Jesus or any of that shit. It was more written by a bloke that was showing you the proofs of some not not really the miracles but proofs of a god existing yep. whether, whether it be through um they spoke a lot about the flood and they're yeah. sh showing you the evidence of the floods back then yeah of the floods uh, the different terrains see, the different that's, ground. that's one of the reasons that i started my book deep into quantum physics like the, the way i've always looked at things is for you to get into the average mind, you need to at least be able to show them, okay, look, what I'm talking about is actually scientific to start off with. You know what I mean? And when, when you understand that the quantum physicists try so hard to get out of this because they know where it leads to, apart from a few of them still sort of go pretty deep into it, but there's a lot of quantum physicists that try so hard to get out of, oh, hold on for a second. That experiment knows I'm looking at the experiment. What the fuck? Is that yeah. the double, yeah. double, double slit? slit experiment? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, blows my mind. Uh, but why the fuck don't they teach it. about the double slit experiment to kids in high school? You know, that does my head in. And then, again, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, so I could yeah, pass yeah. that information on to my kids and yeah. so forth, because the double slit experiment is proof in itself that the universe knows it's being watched. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You look at it, the experiment goes, look over here, different result. Look back, different result again. When I spoke, I got a physicist mate that um, is American and he's actually now, he's just finished all his courses, all that bullshit, and he's actually working on spacesuits for 
manned Mars missions nice. or whatnot. And he was actually the thing he's ca search. currently <laughs> yeah, currently working on is um, so if you injure yourself, say on your arm, Ooh. he's trying to work on the suit to be able to clamp off oh, wow. on itself. So sure. worst case scenario, you lose lose your wrist or for whatever reason well you don't die. It, yeah it becomes a tourniquet and all that type of shit but he's the one that brought up the um double split uh double slip yeah, experiment this is one of them, yeah. but he was saying um he thinks it's due to um what's the light particle is with, yeah with your eye so that's where the, your eyes reacting with it yeah yeah so and this is what i mean they try really hard to get away from the actual fact it's it's simple to see that because you can it doesn't have to be an eye yeah mm. Uh, pe people should look look up the but again, double split. That's that's just a double split experiment. Then when you got photos, literal photos, you can see one electron here and here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not two different electrons; it's the same fucking electron. Yeah. Sorry, that fucks with everyone's mind. Yeah. There's not one mind that understands that properly and understands what it means. Oh, I wouldn't be able to explain, but you should explain that experiment and let people, the listeners, look it up because it will fucking it's tripped out. Actually, the easiest way, if listen want to look into the double slit experiment, there's there's a cartoon called by Doctor Quantum, I think his name is. Oh, yeah, I think I've on seen that. online, it's probably the most entertaining way to understand what the yeah. the, the double slit experiment works yeah. with. And when you understand the double slit experiment, um, quantum location, and and understanding that that everything is a wave of probability. To me, all those probabilities exist and happen. Yes. We're just experiencing a small fraction of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the way yeah. I look at things. Yeah. Every reality to me, when I turn around and say that God is experiencing himself in infinite ways, I mean that literally in infinite ways. Yeah. So the the one that, the raft that had a car accident didn't make it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a certain reality that's living that at the moment. Yeah. No, that's the way I look at things. Fucking I think that's originally shit. off that little cartoon things, off the whole docker a whole video it's off isn't it by some fucking weirdo yeah no the, fucking... there was yeah there was the, um so it's like what the bleat what, yeah, what the bleat do we know is when i first sort of come out yeah he's like a nutter or something in the whole thing but that's like one 13 minute section where it was like yeah that's legit all the rest is yeah, it's cunts fucking look and that's the thing it's there's a lot of experiments that are happening out there today like example there's a there's one with the quantum quantum gen random number generator mm. where they were measuring this the random numbers going through and then what happened just before 9 11 happened mm. and the spikes in the graph yeah, just before yeah. so these are world energies that are going out that are, that are affecting things on a physical basis yeah, you know? yeah, yeah when when you know that there's two different particles that are communicating to each other faster than the speed of light sorry that's bypassed what physics tells you today Physicists cannot explain that. How the fuck does that happen? Einstein says you can only get from here to here as fast as you can at the speed of light. That's it. Mm. You know? But the quantum physics experiment showed that's not the case. This guy sends a message to this guy instantaneously, no matter how far away they are. One could be one side of the galaxy, 100 million light years away on the other side. They will instantaneously get that information. How the fuck is that possible? If space isn't all here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, what, what did I mean? Da Vinci say about space? And he said something about... Um... Oh, there's a quote from Da Vinci, and it's like, a man that has experienced space will never walk the earth not looking up or some such thing, and it's kind of like... It's a real profound statement, particularly when you think of when Leonardo Da Vinci lived yeah. in that time. And he was a mind and a half. Exactly, man. The knowledge, the knowledge yeah. that was 
Yeah, it's it's fucking great. But dude, listen, we'll fucking we'll probably come back to this stuff. Let's get back to the music, man, because fucking Terra Firma, man, played uh, a pivotal role in Australian hip hop culture in its infancy, man. Following following the Culture of Kings, I mean, that Culture of Kings really broadened things to a fucking <coughs> to a country to a, a nationwide uh, level. I think more than anything, I think Culture of Kings put us all together. Yes, I think that yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. see Culture of Kings more yeah. than anything else. It, yeah. it made the Australian hip hop scene connected. Yeah, you know what I yep. mean. Like in the yep. past, you know, you had your um, your other compilations with different states, and they're all sort of concentrated in their own state, which was great. Exactly, it's what it was back then. Yes. Um, but what Culture Kings did is he gave us all that. Oh, I can hang out with those guys from Perth today. Yeah. And I can go, you know, like to yep. hang out with the dudes from Queensland and yep. run down in fucking Victoria. Yeah. And that in itself, I think, that camaraderie and everyone understanding that. Oh fuck. That guy on the other side of the country is just like me. Yeah, all yeah. my boys over here. Fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah, like I think yeah. when we all got to see that we're all the same with that same goal, it put everyone together. Well, dude, you mm. boys broke down those fucking state lines before there was an inter before we harnessed the use of the internet and all that kind of thing. Like you guys were right there at the forefront of things, man. Like Terra Firma grew to be, you know, one of the biggest groups out of fucking Adelaide, you know, yeah. at a point in time, man. Like, I, I think we spoke about it with Simplex. Like, when these guys were being distributed by Shogun, you mm. had the highest selling album on Shogun, you know, you sold mm. fucking five, six, seven thousand copies, you know, like. A few more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I've got a cent out of it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, Simplex. but, you know, like fucking, you know, well, toured, yeah, like toured heavily. A big day out and things with a few of them. All that and, shit, and man. Snow trips, it was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Fucking... Yeah, yeah. And look. For me, like I, like I said, ne never got a cent for my music, mm. but I enjoyed every fucking aspect of it. Yeah. Never did it for any dollars too. That's no. why I don't really hold any ill feels either. Yep. Like, it's just what it is. Yep. Never did it for money anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, but what it did is it, it gave me fucking friends all over the country. It, it gave me something to strive for on a daily basis. But at the same time, it, it built my personality too. Mm. Like, mm. You know, I think Karras one really hits it on the head, you know, like rap something you do, hip hop is you. Yeah, it's yeah. something you live, it's you. Yeah. You yeah. know, like fucking yeah. example, when I was out there campaigning, had my Jordan Fives on. Bam. <laughs> you know, how many fucking Bam. politicians out there campaigning that's Jordans it. on? You that's know what it. I mean? Like, that's it. That's it. Because that's me. Yeah. I'm not trying to hide who I am. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um and I think hip hop really bought that. At least back then, that part of the culture was really fucking be proud of who you are, be proud of your crew, stand up for your boys, don't be a dog, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of fucking principles, I think, that really put the culture as a whole together. And that was straight and wide. That's everyone right. Everyone had the same principle. That's you know right. I mean? like, That's so, right. Um, and I think when we got to see that everyone had the same principles, I was like, fuck, this is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely, like, man. And, and, and obviously with any movement, when you get that sort of energy together, it's going to start going. Yeah, places. yeah. Well, I mean, I remember Simo telling us that you, you, you have the memory in the crew, like you do, and clearly, man, like you know, you fucking, you're a profound dude. Like, fuck, man. This I is don't know a... how I got the memory, but anyway. But on. dude, man, like, fuck, like you know, like man, going into the going into the um, what was the first release? The um, fucking the one the album was Wake in the Past. Is that the first one? That was our first. Album. Yeah, no, like so, go two thousand three. 2003 yeah going into that man like what's the what's what's the thing well, you coming off well, the back of culture i was interstate so okay. but remember i was living interstate already yep. um and hip-hop all of a sudden start to blossom yeah so i'm living in melbourne simo's in adelaide and simo started hanging out with les and dimes mm. and i remember saying to simo he probably denies us today but i remember saying to him fucking dude like you know i hang out with les like les is one of my boys as well like and 
a little bit with Terry Fairman, like we are, we're all from different parts of Adelaide. Like every yeah. other crew in Adelaide, like the Hilltop Woods, from Blackwood. Yeah. Um, Delta's from a specific area. Flack yeah. from you know everyone yeah. had this. Where we were just Adelaide. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. Especially because yeah. Just B used to be from the north side of yeah. Adelaide. We had people yeah. that listen to us on the north side. Yeah. Um, I was from the Nolunga line, so my line is more like your seventh three eighth boys. You know what I mean? Like yep. the hardcore graffiti yep. sort of writers. Yeah. We're similar from Aberfour, so it, it gave us a lot of different. Um, we, we had a lot of, we didn't have a set fan base. Is I guess probably what I'm trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. No matter what we put, it was just an Adelaide, an Adelaide. It was an Adelaide, an Adelaide crew Adelaide thing. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? And what that did is it gave us that that power to to go elsewhere, to be able to go anywhere in Adelaide too, and play without any major friction too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But at the same time, like fucking, you know, like I look at a lot of these crews today talking about how hard they are on tracks and things like that, but <laughs> the real hard MCs never talked about it. Nah, nah, mm-hmm. nah, you know, exactly. You, you flackies and you masses and all that sort of Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I remember even, that's right, Culture of Kings 2 launched in Sydney. And um, we were we were playing and I remember I went downstairs and there was some dude selling all these shirts with Culture of Kings shirts on them. Yeah. I remember looking at this fucking stand, I'm thinking, fuck, like I've never seen a Culture of Kings two shirts on me. I'm like, come on, I don't fucking have one. Like, I remember going upstairs Fucking Mass was sitting up there drinking some fucking whiskey or some shit, and he was getting pretty fucking charged. And then he just started staring me up, eh? Like, you could see that I was getting a bit angry with it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I should go down there, fucking get their shirts, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fuck it, let's do it, yeah, yeah. So I remember going down there, and I started fucking bridging up to go, no, nah, fuck you, can you got my fucking name on the shirt, I'm fucking taking one. And I was like, who the fuck gave you permission to do this shit anyway? I don't fucking, I didn't, don't remember getting asked. And then he goes, dimes he did. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you DJ. <laughs> like any other crew would have been right, yeah, but yeah, they had yeah, to be yeah. my guys. <laughs> so I remember I just got the shit, grabbed the shit and walked off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Argument, I'm not fucking going on anymore. Take it up, Dimesy. Take it up, Dimesy. I think Les got a shit too and fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so... We were talking off mic just because you mentioned his name just then. It made me think of it. Flack, man. He's a dude that's come up on various episodes of this show. We were talking about the importance of that dude in Adelaide too. Flack is the king of yeah. hip-hop in Adelaide. And anyone that tells you otherwise doesn't fucking know hip-hop in Adelaide. Because Overgrown Town is still to this day one of my favourite releases, yeah. man. If we yeah. ever get the opportunity, once fucking these borders all fucking open up, man, we're flying Flacky up to... Yeah, fuck, we're going to do it. We are going to do it pre... I procrastinated. I, I think I fucked the show up at one so point and shit like that. Yeah, even Simo was... Yeah. Simo was going to fund it, man. Simo was yeah. like, I will bring Flack up. He can stay at my house and we'll yeah. get him down here. And I'm like, I need... I want that kind of the show. I don't want to invite Sky, but I'd love PJ. to sit opposite him. You know? like, PJ? Hat. PJ? If we got PJ in, you reckon... Look, from what I heard the other day, I think um, Beats did a podcast with Kirk. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't checked that one. Last time I saw PJ, I was actually up in Queensland. It was actually Funko's gig a few years back. Yeah. But from what Kirk was saying is that PJ is a little bit under the radar these days. Oh, really? He sells wax. He sells, is he? Yeah, he yeah. sells. Well, he's a lead. He's a legend. He, was, he managed the hoods for oh, a minute. Dude, ran yeah. Full he's, Effect magazine. He's just as instrumental you know? as anyone yeah, else yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I bought yeah. that magazine here. Yeah. You know, like I bought Full Effect magazine yeah. here in Brisbane. You know, like, yeah. You know, so... You know, like, I remember with pulling strings, like, it was, yeah, so it was pretty much Hoods crossbreeding us mm. in pulling yep. strings. And yep. then fucking, but 
Flack, man, like fucking, you know, people forget Flack comes from a long history from you know, delusional psychosis with yeah. his original crew. And then, yeah. you know, Debris used to be part of his crew. And yeah. then, you know, and just the Flack embodied what hip hop is. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sense yeah. of take no shit, take no yeah. prisoners sort of approach. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, specifically, very humble too, era. but very humble. Yeah. But it's funny, like humble, but at the same time, you need to show that respect. You can see the humbleness, but you also understand, okay, this yeah, guy yeah. knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. I don't think Flack gets anywhere near the love that he deserves. Yeah. Flack's, to me, is like reason. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. There's certain dudes like that that are really pivotal in moving the culture forward mm -hmm. and Flack is definitely one of them. He's yeah, helped yeah. out us a shitload. He's helped out the hoods a shitload. Yep. He's helped out a shitload of crews in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and it, it's sad that that he doesn't get anyone into the love that he deserves. Man, right. it just doesn't even rate a mention these days yeah. almost. It's like, you know, unless you listen to this podcast, you know, like I don't hear his name out there. Oh, well, I mean, Sanchez did an interview with him recently. Yep. That's fucking, that was great because I, I immediately went to that, man. I was like, fuck, I'm watching that's, part one, part two, part three. Sanchez? Yeah, I had a two-hour interview with Sanchez. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That shit. I'm going to do one next week, I think, on the 8th. Oh, really? Like yeah. That. yeah, he yeah. me up to do an interview. So, yeah. But, yeah, man, like, I just wanted to just fucking touch on Flack for a minute because, man, like, yeah, I think he's just deserving of his props, man. He and, is, like, man. when I, I'm – fucking, I met him two or three times in 2002 when I was touring with Oath for Culture Kids yeah. too, you know? And he'd just be – he was here in Brisbane, here in Melbourne and in Adelaide. They were the shows we did. And, yeah, man, I just remember him being that dude. We even drank at the pub with him one day. We were talking about Sturt. He was a Sturt yeah. supporter and all that sort of shit. The AFL yeah. team down yeah. there, like, devout, you know? Like, yeah. it was just – and just the stories, man. And I just think, fuck, you don't hear that name enough yeah. now, man. And sp and particularly when you think that he was in a group with Debris, yep. the DJ of Hilltop Woods, That's and it. he hosted all those shows back in the day yeah, and man. performed at them and shit like Ooh, that. Yeah. And I know he <laughs> He was a pivotal part of uh, the, you know, the Certified Wise Collective, yeah. you know, beyond anything he else. Is, yeah. He was the head. Yeah, I'll yeah, the head honcho, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, big shouts to Flack, man, if he ever gets an opportunity to listen to these podcasts, man, we, we're, we're going to do it one day. We've got to do it one day. But, I mean, moving through your career, man, with Terra Firma, so where do things go following the following uh, following the first release, man? Like, he's doing big dance. Well, he's yeah, doing so all kinds of crazy shit. And, yeah, so actually going on from that, like, um, I was living interstate, like I was saying, so, and then when he started hooking up with Les and Dimes, he sort of encouraged that to get to start to start bubbling a bit more. Um, Simo finally agreed to it and decided that was his own idea to bring them both in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna live with that one. <laughs> and um we started working on releasing that album. Yeah. Now that Wake in the Past album, the reason it's called Wake in the Past is because literally we were just because we started in ninety four, we had all these tracks written That's out. Right. That's it was right. like, well we fucking gotta get these things yeah. out without and it was basically just let's get it out so we can start something new. Yeah. And that's basically what that album's supposed yep. to be. So if you notice that album, most of the tracks is either me and Simo or yep. Simo and Les. Yeah. Because of that reason, I was still living in Melbourne. Yeah. I think Simo told us the same thing. It was just so much work leading up to that. Oh, dude, I got fucking. Like Simo don't have enough said, hair to hold on to the sweat. Like there was so much. I'm bringing fucking wet ones, but yeah, now Simo was pretty much saying the same thing. You know, like. Fucking, it is a fucking hot cunt of a day in oh, this yeah. place, isn't it, man? He That's starts it. working some durries in here, fucking <laughs> hell. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Well, dude, I do want to fucking ask, man, anyone that I can ask about this, man, that fucking joint off obesity, dude. You know, we were just talking off mic, you weren't on it, but how the fuck did you, because anyone that has any involvement with that joint, that's fucking one of my favourite joints, man, that Terra Firma joint featuring Resident Reason Pegs, that Simo production, I love man. doing it live, too. I don't have to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite track to do live, <laughs> fucking no doubt. 
How did you not wind up on it? Were you in Adelaide? I wrote a verse for it. No, I was living in New South Wales. Um, I think that's probably what it was. Just yeah, timing. I think it's probably more than anything else. The reason. Yeah. Um, But I remember writing a verse for it, but by the time it was like, okay, it's recorded now. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) Missed out. (laughs) But same thing happened with the Chopper. Yeah. Like the Chopper album. Yeah. I'm not on the Terra Firma track, but I got my own solo track on it. True. Yeah, I got my own solo track with Chopper on that album. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was funny because that night, like, again, I had a verse written for it. Yeah. Couldn't record because my son was sick that night, so yeah. I couldn't record. So, like, fuck, I don't do it. And if you see the Terra Firma track on it, it's Simo, Les, Simo and Les for the third verse. Ah. Both rapping together. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be my spot. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but because we had a lot of connection with that Chopper album, I ended up getting my own solo joint on it. Yeah. Which is really weird for me because I understand all the – the stigma that Chopper's got with him. Yes. And uh, and I understood a few of the boys that had been inside weren't the best, the biggest fans of him. That's it. Yeah. So I had sort of that dilemma to work with when I was writing yeah. my verse. So I remember when I wrote the verse, uh, if you go back and have a look at that album, like my verse is just talking about dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to imply anything. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. What was it like working on that fucking record, man? Look, for me, it was, it was a novelty. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's, that's the it. way I looked at it. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I'm going to regret this 20 years down the track if I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I understand all the backlash I might get with it. Same with One Nation type shit. I've never, yeah, yeah. never really. Never shied it. away from nah. it. No. Um, well, look, I'm proud of it. It's, mm. it's actually a fucking pretty decent album, man. I'm on an album with Necro. Not many people can say that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. Yeah, that's right. Necro's on it. Yeah, fucking, well, that was a, his track's dope on that. That's a, that's a fucking weird release, though, man. I wrote, I wrote one of, I wrote one of his verses on it. We've we spoken about it in the past. Did you do a video yeah. with him? Yeah. Oh, you did two, yeah. right? Yeah, we did fuck. the first one. Oh, yeah. Sorry, no, the, the, not the first one. The first one was obviously, but the first one yeah. off that album. That's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, so just meeting him was fucking weird, man. Like spending the whole day with him for that clip, I just lost it. I don't know if you copped it on the book, but that's basically that video clip is what sort of set me on the path to write this book. How so? The day that we were recording the chopper, um, one of the scenes that we shot was inside a pub down on Flinders Street. On, underneath yeah and um and it was it was daytime shot and the guy that owned the pub was working and the pub was supposed to get all these extras there for the for the for the clip and i remember once when we took the break um i went over to, to the actual bar to go grab a drink and i could see in the fucking corner of my eye right in the fucking shadow like it's like a movie man like seeing the shadow this dude and he's sort of just calling me over I'm like, what the fuck's this cunt and as i started getting close i just noticed dude had tattoos literally from head to toe yeah like yeah. like you know like that puzzle guy that's got ta- yep. that's what this dude is yep. like right yeah and um i rolled up to him and he goes um i've been told to give you this book <laughs> what he goes yeah i've been told to give you this book and chopper mm. so he had the book for, for us mm. and a book for chopper mm. and the book was pre-signed <laughs> really fucking weird man it was a channel book he, he does a lot of channeling and things like that and the weird thing is is that like I said, that sort of set me on that sort of path because a few years later down the track, I decided to actually read the guy's book and sort of set me on that sort of spiritual sort of time frame. But what I found funny is that Chopper changed too after that clip. Really? Quit alcohol, quit things. He started getting his life back together. Yeah. And he, he already had the cancer not long. It was about the yeah, same sort of time yeah, frame. Yeah. But I, but he'd become really good friends with that guy. Wow. Which I thought was really weird. Like, But, yeah, so that, that clip for me has got a lot of a, – a lot of – history for me because of yeah. that yeah one doing it with chopper like i remember even on that video clip we were going up um there was a shot where we had to go down a lift and, and the, the shot was supposed to be opening the lifts and chopper was in front and then the terra firma did sort of walk behind him yeah. and to do that shot you actually have to go in the elevator yeah 
And we, so we went all in the elevator and the elevator went up. And then going up to about the third floor, it opens up. This little Asian lady wants to go. She went to go in the fucking door. <laughs> Can you imagine the door opens? You got fucking chopper read, and other fucking three fucking dudes behind him. <laughs> and she just turned around. She walks the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that face. Eh? The chopper just sits there, the smile in his face. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking AD. Ah, uh, Kanye's kind of had a career. I mean, going into music to live by, man. Like, what was the approach then? So, Terra Firma are well established. You've been doing the festivals. You've appeared on so many compilations, all the compilations yeah, look, and all that kind of the shit. The first time we decided, let's do this shit seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one and only time we decided. Mm. See, one thing with Terra Firma, man, and that, like, the hoods, those motherfuckers practiced their shit, yep. man. I remember yep. going to their fucking, to the, the Breeze house and that, and they'd be sitting there slaying their fucking verses, left, right, and center. We'd practice on stage. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah. we were lucky enough that we got enough shows to practice on stage. Yeah. Like, we were, we were pretty blessed in a way because the hoods are blown up so much, they got too big to do support acts. Yeah, yeah. So and what that meant is our manager was one of the biggest promoters in Adelaide. Mm. So it ended up being that we pretty much copped every show. Yeah, man. Like, I think there was one year that we did, like, over over 100 shows. Jesus. Like, um, yeah. To the point that dudes in Adelaide just got sick, sick and tired of saying this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we... These were doing big shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you know, I think we did Big Day Out three times. Yeah. No snow tours five years in a row. Yeah. Fucking... But it's... Yeah, look, it's... We never had an organized tour around the country, though. Mm. Um, mm. The biggest problem with us, I think, as a crew is just organization. I, we we concentrated too much on what we were individually doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just worried. And I'm still like that today. I'm still sitting at home writing raps, but yeah. worried about my rap. Yeah. And yeah. to the point that, you know, like, people give me shit. Like, you've got one of the best producers in the country. I write, I write a cappella. Yeah, you do. Or I write to any beat. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I'm a big believer that... The way I, I write my raps like a mathematical formula. That's mm. the way I've always seen it. So what that means to me is I can write any track, and which also means I can flow it to any beat. Mm. Mm. Don't care. Yep. There's a certain structure that give me a four-four yep. beat, I'll flow yep. to it. Yep. Simple. Yep. You know, like so. Yep. Um, yeah, I've said that to people too, man. Like I, I, I know what you're talking about because you've just got that. You know when a line works. You know how to. Yeah. You know the structure in your head. Spot you don't on. need the beat. You already exactly. know if you've been yeah. doing it for a period of time, for a length of time. The beat's you, irrelevant, nearly. You know, exactly, the man. The beat's just the time you're exactly, getting Exactly, man. And All I need is the right beat to fit that yeah. verse. You know, and, and, and I'd go to record at Simo's and I'd spit my verse. Simo would go, no, you can't get that line. i go, no, no, I've got it out at home. It can come out. I know I can get it out. Yeah. It may not come out in the first 10 times, yeah, but yeah. it will come out. Yeah, I'll get it. And eventually I'll fucking get it. There's yeah. a line actually on the Hot of Wild track that Simo swore black and blue. I was never going to get that line. Fuck it, hit it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but. Point being is we really concentrated on what we were individually doing. Yeah. I don't think we never really amalgamated to – we amalgamated to make the music, but we never amalgamated to promote the group. Yeah, yeah, it's Probably yeah, the best yeah, way I could yeah, put it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did so, you more function – if you don't mind me asking, did you more function as like four individuals under a name? Yeah. You know, yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, so we'd roll up to see and like, there's your verse, there's your verse, cool, let's yeah. – how does that work with this beat? Yeah. Now yeah. let's get a hook to it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. where a lot of MCs will start with the hook, we start with the verses. We yeah. finish with the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the verse is the most important thing for us all the time. Yeah. And, but that started from the whole point of, like I said to you at the get-go, is we're all supposed to be a hip-hop crew in the sense of we were always supposed to be individual MCs anyway. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? I think what made us is the fact that even that, that track that I just played before, yeah, yeah, yeah. The teeth. it's three... It's the same track, but you can see three different styles, right, working yeah. on that track, yeah. which is always the way that we intended it to be because yeah. 
we are all different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And but, that was the, but in, in saying that, there's three separate styles on that track, but it's still you guys. Yeah, no, that's how yep, it fucking yep. you know it kind of all works. You know, like it's look, we all like the same sort of music too, though. Yeah, I think that helps. Yeah, um, we all have very similar thought patterns. Yeah, um, less can get a bit wide out there sometimes, but. Yeah, I'll be the mid range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midway point, we're similar to the other end of the scale. So. <laughs> but look, it's we we were lucky in the sense of the timing that we grew up, but at the same time, unlucky in the sense of we didn't do enough marketing of what mm. we had. Mm. Um, every group's got that one standout song, like with the hoods, you got your nosebleed section. You know what I mean? Like yep. with us, we had a track called Heaven's Cried. Yeah. Um, again, which I'm not on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know the, the guy that passes an acquaintance of mine, not a, you know, where Simo and Les knew him personally. Yeah. Les wasn't even part of the group when he wrote that track. Wow. Um, but that song, do you remember that mp3.com.au way back in yeah, the day? Yeah, yeah, of course. That song went on that chart and went number one for six months where Jesus. the whole chart rotated underneath. Holy like, fuck. And everyone in Adelaide, you know, that song still gets played on the radio today in Adelaide. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but the thing is, people in Adelaide don't know that song and associate it with us. You know what I mean? So it's little things like that that if we had the proper marketing, the, the right environment behind it, yeah, yeah, maybe we could have done a lot more than what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I had fucking ball all the way yeah, through. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. You know, like, but, you know, experiences like, example, like fucking, that's what I was going to say to you before, if you speak to reason again, ask him about the Brunswick Festival. He hates me bringing that up, but <laughs> I'll bring it up for your redog. <laughs> he, we're doing a show at the Brunswick Festival. And this is when I was living up in Melbourne. It was Reason Set. Yeah. And um, I think me, Brad, and Pegs. And we're all in, on individual tracks. So I think Brad was on first, then it was going to be me, and then it was going to be Pegs on, on yeah. the next track. Anyway, when Brad was on, there was this fucking heckler down there fucking talking some mad shit. And it ended up fucking Brad up. Like, Brad was just getting pissed off and... Well, I end up fucking his verse. He started freestyling, dissing the dude. Yeah. Anyway, as that's happening, I remember turning to Pegs. I'm going, man, I don't know, but if that cunt keeps going with me, I'm, I'm going to be doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pegs, don't worry, Rafi, I've got you back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough said. That's all I need to know. <laughs> and I jumped on stage. Dude started fucking doing it to me. Fucked my verse up. So then I started freestyling as well. And I'm, I remember, because this dude's right at the edge of the stage. And I remember fucking freestyling to him, like, you know, this is the Brunswick Free Festival. If yeah. you don't want to be here, fuck off, that sort of shit. Yeah. But at the same time, reminding him, I'm on stage, look where you are. Yeah. And as I said that, I kicked his head in. <laughs> Literally <laughs> kicked his head from stage. <laughs> and But the funny thing is, isn't that, is that the moment I kicked his head, man, I just saw this dude running from behind me and stage dive on the cunt's pegs. No shit. <laughs> stage no dive shit. the motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> After that, fucking... Balance there, Bob Balance was there, like fucking, <laughs> it was like, all these fucking riot police come out with fucking hoses and shit. You're joking. It was fucking hectic, eh? Holy fuck. Do you yeah. reason set? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the Brunswick Festival. Where was this? Years ago. Uh, I mean, Brad was on stage of Re and all that. That must have been fucking early days. Yeah, 99, 2000 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like was that like the Back to Nature days and all that sort of shit? Fuck yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did Reason perform the next year at the Brunswick Festival? <laughs> but he's waiting to ask me to turn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but from that, Shaz, when he goes like, look, Raph, we want to do these shows and shit, no, bring your crew and that, but there's yeah. no fights this time. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. But, dude, you guys had a fucking amazing run, man. Like, you know, for whatever it's worth, I mean, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and all that kind of thing. But, fuck, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, he's really set 
you know, I know the hoods, <coughs> the hoods were on their upward ascension as you guys were at the same time. But I mean, fuck, man, these guys were really neck and neck there for a long time. You well, know? In Adelaide, there's a lot of crews out there that, that did see things that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but could... again, like, like I was saying to you, for me, I've never even compared myself to the hoods of because course. at the end of the day, like I said to you from the get go. I probably wouldn't have even been rapping if it wasn't for Danny turning up that yeah, day. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. for me, just to be in the same crew as them, for me, it was like fucking wicked. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Here I am, I'm in the same fucking crew as the Hoods and Flack. I'm set. 100%. I don't need nothing 100%. else. You know? like, Such a rich history, man. Like, I was just thinking then after hours and shit like that. Yeah, man. Like, where the fuck are after hours these days? They doing anything? Nah. 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 Same with the oars, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all kind of trials yeah. now, isn't it? Like, yeah, Rich is doing his thing. Funkles are doing the individual stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Sester and whatnot. He just I remains. think Hunky's all tied up with family and shit at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been through that run with the same run that he's been through. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> were you, yeah, yeah. Were you still painting throughout the terrifying Yeah, days, look, I was never the greatest it? piecer. Um, I'd go out and sort of represent a little bit, but realistically, I never really stopped um, until I sort of moved up here. Really? Hard yeah. on the coast. Yeah, so you were active for fucking... Yeah, I was still yeah. getting out there fucking yeah. doing what I could. Have, yeah. you have you tried on the coast? It's fucking no, hard. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't even attempted it up here. Eh? Yeah. Well, look, I'm at the stage too. Now I've got two little fucking kids coming up. Yeah, My head's... Exactly. I, I don't really want to risk going to jail anymore. Right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's where I'm at now. Like, yeah, yeah. I respect for all the riders that are out there doing their thing, you know, like... But, yeah, I, I definitely couldn't do it anymore. Right? But mm. at the same time, it's... It's funny because to me, I see myself as a hip hop head, but really all my principles were put in from the graffiti days. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. that sort of to me is what set what hip hop is. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and for my line too, my line is very fucking where the hilltop hoods and all that the Blackwood area, they were very sort of um, East Coast minded, sort of the, this and their ramps. Yeah. My area was all fucking gangster rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, these yeah. dudes were, yeah. they were out there doing their shit. They yeah. were fucking representing properly and still are. Like, dudes like tents and that still going out fucking wrecking shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I grew up watching the folklore of your 73As, yeah. all those crews coming up, yeah. your Death Wish cast and that. So yeah. for me, the hip hop was that folklore behind it, that's that's what got me fucking 100%. pumped up on 100%. it, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. So even like later on to, you know, like I started hooking up with Vame, doing a few things yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting me on that joint with, um, on Hunter's album. Okay. Like, on uh, oh, Hunter's last album. That that's monster, right. Monsters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster yeah. House. Monsters, yeah. Or monster House, I said. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so even just doing things like that, just, he gave me the validation that I needed. Like, that's you know, it. I, that's done, it. That's it. I'm I'm happy to say that I enjoyed every part of the process with the music. Yeah, I'm very grateful for everything that I got. I got to meet incredible heads like you guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and more important, I got to meet real heads. Yeah, you know, like dudes that that I can consider. No, this dude's not going to fuck me over. You know, these guys are good dudes. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me is what the hip hop community gave me. Yeah, certainly, bro. Well, certainly, certainly. Something similar was saying before. The Freemasons sort of gave me the same sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Well, fuck, dude, you just brought it up. Can we speak on it? Yeah. Your involvement in Freemasonry? Yeah, look. Oh, 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 you know, can you speak on what you can speak on? There's not much to speak on, to be honest. No. Um, it's How long have you been involved? About five years. Okay. Yeah, about five years. Um, can you speak on what level you're at with Freemasonry? Yeah, look, I'm only a third degree, but okay. with um, with Freemasonry, once you reach third degree, you're you're officially equal to everyone else. Okay. A 33rd yep. degree is, is as much of a Freemason as what a third degree is. Really? Okay. But you got to get that third degree. Yeah. Uh, once you got that third degree, then then you're a life member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, 
I was more happy with just achieving that. Yeah. Where like I was saying, my brother, thirty degree, thirty yeah. degree, and he's he's happy with keep going up and doing what he's. I've got enough in my plate at the moment to do that. Um, but what I did find with Freemasonry is the the camaraderie that's available there. Mm. It's just a. I think the saying with Freemasonry really sticks true: making good men better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that in a yeah. nutshell explains Freemasonry yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. Um, it, it teaches people discipline. Um, and similar to what we're talking about here, appreciation for that conservative sort of outlook of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the older we get, the more conservative we become. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an every once we start families and all that kind of thing. It is, you know, yeah, like yeah. you start to understand. You're very liberal when you're like yeah. growing yeah. up, and then yeah, you do, as you Winston get older. Churchill was this thing that said that, like, you know, as you get older, you turn to conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be liberal and ideological and all kinds of things. And then once a family comes along, I don't know, you just kind of... Yeah, I don't want those crims running around in my street anymore. Exactly, man. You don't want to be around the same element. You don't want to be... Yeah, exactly. 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 The only thing is, look, if someone bombs my fence, I'll probably go, yeah, all right, it's a bit of karma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, outside of that, it's just like, you know, I can get away from it, I'd probably rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it now, I think? That's it, man. That's it. Putting on good feeds for you? Hey, they putting on good. Food. Oh yeah, they do that. Yeah. Do they really? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, no yeah, after every session. Yeah, wow. yeah, good, good dinner. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah, look, it's, it's definitely that. fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Well, dude, the future, music, politics. Fuck, I mean, we've covered well, the whole gamut. Honestly, probably I mean, all of it's today. I, I, music wise, I'll be coming in to do some recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <in> Russ. Um, <laughs> book wise, I've actually got a, an idea for a second book, and that's. Since I've written that, I've understood the importance of the brain understanding progression. Yeah. Right. And that's no, no matter what you do in life, no matter how bad the situation is, if your brain feels progress, you feel good about it. Yeah. Um, and not long ago, I understood the the chemical reasonings behind that as well. Yeah. And how dopamine relates to your system when you when you're feeling that progress, when you're feeling like you're moving forward. Yeah. So if anything, I might have a reality in the eye of the progress or something like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where can, can people still get this? Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, um, yeah. Barnes & Noble. Um, no shit, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, yeah. online. Yeah. There's a few different places. Who published this? Um, Is this self-published? Self-published, that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, uh, yeah, Amazon bars now probably the yes. easiest place to. Yeah, um, Amazon's been a bit of a bitch at the moment since COVID started. They they stopped pre- printing the the paperback. Uh, um, they're pretty much buying the hardback from the other company that's buying that really? Barnes Noble's buying from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're selling it that way, but they're not printing and distributing it. Okay, um, yeah. I'm hoping that's going to change we'll, after COVID. We'll put a yeah. photo up and link. To oh, certainly, dude. Yeah, there'll so, be flicks and all yeah. kinds of shit. But yeah, so I'll week, definitely. Yeah. Contemplating and maybe another book. That being said, understanding how hard that was to write, I don't know. But dude, it's... listen, you fucking like you've achieved a lot in a lifetime of achievement. I mean, this is you know this is why we talk to these people and we often say it like in a lifetime of achievement, fuck, you've had some. But an author, a politician, or an aspiring politician yeah. at very least, fucking <coughs> an MC, one of the country, part of one of the country's finest groups, like one of the finest MCs in the country, as part of one of the greatest groups to ever come out of this country i mean man like thank you thank you for all your contributions bro like is there anything you want to leave us with or is anything we should keep our eyes out for 
I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> we're out here. <laughs> Raphael, thank you so much, brother. Thank it's you. It's greatly appreciated, no, man. Thank and you. fucking hopefully Pleasure we can. Been in here, man. man, hopefully we can shed some more light. We can fucking dismiss some of the, you know, the, you know, like we just open up that the dialogue. Open... Right. Yeah, man. No, we just, like, <laughs> but just open up that level of communication, man. Like you know, just you know, like don't just fucking shut things down immediately, on, man. man. That's what it is. All right, this Keep is Beers Beat. That's it. That's what it is. This being Beers Beats in the Biz. That was Raf Terra Firma. All that noise.